everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Moment Matt. I am one of your two hosts, Pam. With me, of course, is your favorite other host, aka co-host, Miss Cashley, please. How you doing? Hey, how y'all doing? How you doing? I'm good today. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good. It's so much going on, so much to talk about. <laughs> oh, oh and we will definitely talk about it. We yes. are going to talk about it. So I know we have had people since we won't even get started with the very first, the big topic, but we have had a lot of people saying we can't wait for this podcast today. So I am mm-hmm. excited that we are getting some buzz on the podcast show. Shout yes. out to the viewers. We really, truly appreciate each and every one of you from the bottom of both of our hearts. And I think I can say that yes. for both of us, which is why I said that. Yes, absolutely. Um, yes. All of the love, all of the support, it means so much. So I am excited to mm-hmm. not only do this podcast with you, of course, Miss Cashley, um, mm-hmm. but also to hear you guys' views and what y'all think about what's going on in regards to all of these things. So uh yeah, let's let's just cut straight to the chase. Let's get right to it. Mm-hmm. So this week we had some WWE releases. Um mm-hmm. to say that we were shocked, I, I yeah. really was an understatement. Um mm-hmm. there were a lot of names that we honestly did not think were going to be released. Um, mm-hmm. Some that I had no clue who they were. Um, and also yeah. others who we were like, are you serious? Um, yeah. So I, it's so much to get into. I'm literally just trying to figure out where to start in regards to these <laughs> releases. So uh, yeah. first off, what were your thoughts to these releases? What did you think about the releases that happened well um when the day that the releases happened um i just happened to be kind of surfing around on the uh, on the gram and i saw that there was a a departure in the um in the executive kind of an executive wing of the company um a major executive had exited the company so that kind of caught my eye like i thought that wow that was pretty interesting but then later on i started hearing actual performers and i'm like wait a minute and the first one i heard about was ember moon and i was like what what big no. shot like they, like they released her like and then i kind of had to wait okay let me wait a little bit and see if this is actually true and indeed it was and not only that but there was like a whole slew of other performers that were let go um one of them being Keith Lee, Mike, Mia Yim, and Nia Jax. Now, with Nia Jax, I was kind of shocked by that as well because I know she was gone for a while, but didn't really know why. I thought she might have been hurt, but turns out it was really just a mental health break. Like she took time to really take care of herself, and in the midst of that, they let her go. Like she actually told her side on her Instagram page, and um, to say that's messed up is. It, is putting it mildly to say the least like the way they let her go was pretty messed up and then of course there were um 
a bunch of others. More one is B B fine from Hit Row, and I'm like, wait a minute, y'all just called them up. So why, you know? <laughs> yeah, how did Ooh, we like? What, what, how did we get there? What were your thoughts? Yeah, like. <laughs> so I'll definitely before I get into my thoughts, I just want to list the. I just want to give the list of every WWE superstar that was released on November fourth mm-hmm. uh, by WWE. So we had Frankie Monet. Ember Mode, mm-hmm. Ember Mode. <laughs> I'm so upset. Ember Moon, Scarlet, yep. and Karrion Cross, Only Lorkin, mm-hmm. B Fab, Jesse Kamea, Zeta Ramirez, Trey Baxter, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama. I'm so sorry if I am saying your name wrong. Grand Metalik, Lindsay Dorado, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Nia Jax, Henry Smith. And Eva Marie. Now, this all came as a huge shocker to me. I will definitely say Keith Lee was the yep. biggest shocker out of that entire list for me. Um, mm-hmm. He just came back. He had his battle yeah. with COVID. He just came back. New name, Keith Bearcat Lee. First it Bearcat. was just Bearcat Lee. Then it was Keith mm-hmm. Bearcat Lee. Then it was like a few changes. So there was mm-hmm. a lot of changes that happened with him and trying to get him back into that steam. And then now today, it's he's been released. Well, not today, but mm-hmm. on the 4th, it was he's been released. And whoa. How? Mm-hmm. How? Um, I will say who did not surprise me out of this list, Eva Marie. (laughs) (laughs) The person who I honestly feel like should have gotten the boot. Um, Just let's just say this. Jackson Riker, I know you got a cell phone. Pick up the phone. I know they've been calling. (laughs) I know they've been calling for you. How how do you still have a job? You have a job over Keith Lee? Keith Lee? Jackson yeah. Riker? That's that's <laughs> where we're going today. Okay, cool. I got you. So you know what that means? We we got beef, um, and I want to fight. That's all I want to say. <laughs> um, I definitely want to fight because there's no way that allegedly, let's let's I'm I'm so passionate about this right now. I'm like getting so upset. So allegedly, yeah. um, some of the reasons why some of the people were released was due to their vaccination status. Now, what mm-hmm. people choose to do with their body, their body, their choice, I also mm-hmm. feel as though when it comes to something like COVID and you are dealing with thousands, tens of thousands of people every mm-hmm. Monday, Friday, and whatever in between, yeah. um, and that, that's part of your job is interacting with those people, I feel mm-hmm. as though in that case, you, you kind of don't have a choice. Um, that's true. Mm-hmm. And that's it is unfortunate. And again, I'm not taking away from anybody's status. I feel as though if you don't want to get vaccinated and that's, that is your right to choose what you put in your body, whatever research you have done, I don't judge anybody in that aspect. Mm-hmm. And I, I really want to make sure I make that very clear. I am not judging right. you if you are anti-vax or if you are for the vaccine. Um, I just also feel as though with a company as big as WWE and mm-hmm. how hard everyone is pushing for this vaccination. Oh yeah. You can't have that viewpoint and not mm-hmm. understand why your job might say, Hey, you have to get vaccinated. 
Um, yeah, because they and I they, think they have, deal with sports commissions as well, don't they? Yes, they. Um, I believe so. If I'm not mistaken, they do. But I. That's a great question. I I have to look that up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look that up in a few later on. I wrote that down, so I'm gonna look that up while we uh while we're talking. Um, but I feel as though if that was the reason, then you know, just Jackson Wright could mm-hmm. pick up your phone, mm-hmm. and if no one has his phone number, I know y'all got his address. <laughs> <laughs> Go knock on that man door. Go say what's up to him right there. Cause listen. Him right there. We, yeah. 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 I I I was very shocked by that. Um, I'm also gonna say Frankie Monet, that shocked me. She just had a match on NXT, what, two, three weeks ago? And mm-hmm. she was facing Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT championship, NXT mm-hmm. women's championship. How did we go from her having a match with the Robert Stone <sighs> brand all together? And now her and um well Robert Stone is still still there, but her and Jesse Kamea. Mm-hmm. Both gone, but Robert's still yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So now the next thing is people are saying, well, you know what that means? Miz and Morrison might not be a thing because right now John Morrison is overseas mm-hmm. doing yeah. a UK tour. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean for him? Um, right. Because as we also saw, they got rid of a lot of couples, Scarlett yeah. and uh, Karrion Cross, yeah. Keith Lee mm-hmm. and Mia Yim. Um, yeah. And like you said earlier with Nia Jax, I honestly, I feel like the way they handled it was wrong, especially yeah. if what she is stating is true, that she acts yeah. with just more time for her mental health. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. a couple of days later, it's, yeah, you're gone. Um, yeah. That just, that doesn't make sense. Be fab also doesn't make sense to me. You cannot tell someone budget cut. <laughs> And their T-shirt is sold out in the mm-hmm. WWE store. Yeah, yeah. That mask is <laughs> and not. And you just that, called them up. <laughs> you just called me up two weeks ago. Just called them not, up. Yeah. Literally, two, I'm literally looking at the date. It was literally two weeks ago. You just mm-hmm. called me up. So mm-hmm. how did it go from you calling me up? I'm. I'm like, let's see. That's the thirty first. Yep, two weeks ago. How did I go from? Called up and I and again I understand at first she was a little green so you know it was there people had some little restraints about her because she was green mm. because you know we we don't really ooh maybe but at the same mm-hmm. time she was great manager that aspect yeah. worked together how many stables mm-hmm. have a woman in them uh they just. Right. Legato del Fantasma just got Carmen, uh, what is her name? Carmen Electric? No, no, no. I'm thinking of Carmen Electra. But they just got yeah. her. They they just got her. So there's not mm-hmm. a lot of stables that have females in them. And now you have one. And it's a great stable. Like, Hit Row could do so much more. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though mm-hmm. them having a manager is what would set them apart. Because there's nothing wrong with having a female manager. We can literally right. look at Andrade when he was with Zelina, and she mm-hmm. helped him so much by being oh, his yeah. mouthpiece. There's nothing wrong with having someone be your mouthpiece, but for you to sit oh, there yeah. and just be like, ah, yeah, you know, I know you guys are doing all this, and it, it's great, but um, 
yeah, about that. Like, no. Mm-hmm. There's, they definitely, they did her dirty. And she just posted mm-hmm. about being on SmackDown tonight, the same day, a couple hours before mm-hmm. the email, the mass text, or whatever it was, had went away. Wow. So mm-hmm. I, I feel so bad. And yeah. there's so many more people that, of course, I'm not going to say anyone deserved to lose their job. I don't think anyone on this list deserved to lose their job. Um, yeah. I didn't. I forgot that uh, Harry Smith, a.k.a. Davey Boy, yeah. I forgot he was like, even he there. He had just gotten back, too. Yeah. He, in fact, they had just brought him back. Um, and then I think he came down with COVID, and um, that kind of took him at, back out of action. And then, of course, he gets the cut. So, yep. This is just, this whole list is like crazy. I do believe they said that Lince Dorado did ask for his release that same day that he got released. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Um, Only Lorkin is another one that shocked me. I mean, he's been there for a very, very long time. So, yeah. um, him getting released was definitely something I was shocked about. Trey Baxter. He just started with his NXT career as far as having a main little storyline with his girlfriend, Cora Jade, um, mm-hmm. which, again, a week or two ago, they just had them on TV. Right. Now they're gone. Um, I also feel as though so much of these people, some of them from the NXT era, um, being gone is part of the reason because Triple H is not there. I, I was just about to say that. Yes. We definitely need to discuss that. Like, how much is his absence really contributing to things going awry? And had he still been here, like, still working, like, how much of this wouldn't have happened? Yeah. That's really what I'm wondering. A lot of the people on this list were some of Triple H favorites. Allegedly. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. All alleged. So how did we go from a lot of people they released were people that Triple H literally helped with them going main roster or, mm-hmm. you know, they, they took those pitches with Papa H when they won yeah. the championship titles or him mm-hmm. giving them that push that they always say, you know, if it wasn't for Triple H, if I didn't talk to him, et cetera, et cetera. How do we go from that to like them all being gone? Um, it's just, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. I still feel for Eva Marie. I feel like, what was the point of bringing her back? Mm-hmm. Why did we? Bring yeah, her back? I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't quite understand it either. And 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 I'm not sure how this is going to come off. But I know at some Say point it. she had been training, but I just didn't see it. Like, okay, what happened to all this training you had did a few years ago? Um, when you was having this storyline on Total Divas and everyone was saying you couldn't wrestle. Like, what happened? I didn't see much improvement. So that really made me question why they brought her back. Now, granted, she has much heat with the crowd for the simple fact that she can't wrestle. And Mm -hmm. that seemed to still keep people engaged. But why bring her back? And then what was ultimately the reason for her being cut? Like, was it for the same reasons as others? Or I don't know. Like what? What was the reason? Um, yeah, I think I think the one with Keith Lee is really sticking out to me in my mind for the simple reason that when he was initially called up, I don't know if you remember, but 
he was he was called up and he was doing really well like he was um gaining steam and then all of a sudden you know this McMahon said he needs to go back to developmental for a while I don't know if you remember that mm-hmm. saying saying that he wasn't really happy with his work and I think that really derailed him and he wasn't able to really get it back and then he got sick and all of that and then he comes back and it's like okay he was trying to get his traction back and then there was this whole character change bearcat like <laughs> like bearcat like what the hell like and, yeah. and it just kind of goes back to like wwe and their characters that they come up with and it's like you know, Stone Cold famously talks about the list that he had. He was presented from WWE with the most ridiculous character names. And yeah, you can add Bearcat to the list. So I think really Keith Lee and how he was derailed so many times. And they, I think they were really out of his control. Just really makes it even more sadder to see how, how all of this ends. But I will say, and I said this to you earlier, AEW is somewhere doing the Birdman hand rub right now. <laughs> and if they're not, they front. Because I know they got the eyes on some folks on this list. <laughs> I would say at least, I would say definitely Keith Lee, and I would definitely say Ember Moon, they definitely got their eyes on. I so. think I... For what they have going on right now and what would get over on the crowd, I feel like Frankie Monet back to impact. Mm-hmm. I think that would make sense. Um, I feel like Ember Moon, I I, mm, I don't see her in AEW, but mm-hmm. I think that her style could definitely get over in AEW. But I don't right. see her going to AEW. Now, mind you, I feel as though AEW has a lot of people right now. They're going to have to they do. either trim, trim they the do. fat or uh, figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I, I, I don't too. want our listeners to think like, oh, everyone should go to AEW. I yeah, multiple yeah. times on this podcast, um, AEW and everyone in their mama do not go together. At some point... Mm-hmm. At some point, AW has to say, you know what? We can't sign everybody. Um, so yeah, this is just hypothetical. Yeah. Just hypothetical. Or they'll turn uh, into Scarlet, WCW. Like, yeah. <laughs> l- listen, w- listen, we do not need WCW 2.0. We've already yeah. stated previously <laughs> that AW is becoming WCW becoming, 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I really. I'm really hoping that that is not true. Tony Khan, please, please, please prove me right. I really am begging you. Um, Mm -hmm. Karrion Cross and Scarlet back to impact. Um, Again, um, I feel like only Lorcan NWA. I can Mm -hmm. see him in NWA. Um, B-Fab. Yeah. So um, also, I'm just going to skip her. Uh, Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik, Triple A. I can I can definitely see them out there. Uh, Keith Lee, definitely AEW, definitely. I would love to see a Keith Lee versus Kenny Omega match, mm-hmm. or even yeah, I would even go with a Keith Lee. Ooh, 
Um, now I'm doing Birdman hand rub. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's like a lot of people. I would love to see Keith Lee versus Christian. I think that would be a good okay. match. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Keith Lee versus Orange Cassidy mm-hmm. <laughs> would be a nice mm-hmm. entertaining match. Definitely. Yeah. Um, or even if we did like Keith Lee versus Darby. That would be yeah. definitely be a def- different type of match. I'm not trying to put Keith yeah. Lee with people who are like, oh yeah, like Alistair Black or sorry, oh, Malachi yeah. Black. Or I don't I honestly okay. I didn't want to go off tangent, but I don't want to see Cody wrestle no more. I'm sorry, I love you, Cody. That's my hot <laughs> take for the day. Um <laughs> Mia Yim, I I definitely can see her in AEW. I definitely think mm-hmm. as far as the women's division in AEW. Yeah, they could be I love you, Penny. They need to beef that up a million. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they have great talent on their roster. The problem that I have with AEW's women's division is that they're not showing their women enough. And right. I feel as though I, ooh, this is going to be some hot takes and people might come for me on Twitter, but <laughs> I love you, Ruby Soho. But there is literally other women that have been there longer that are not getting these title shots. And she comes in yeah. and she got a title shot and she wins. And I get it. It's the whole, Oh my God, it's Ruby Soul. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. At the same time, we still have big fucking swole. Why is big mm-hmm. swole not mm-hmm. getting her due? What, mm-hmm. what, what are we doing? Big swole is yeah. so fucking good. So good. Where is her title shot? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm still waiting. I, I'm not forgiving anybody until I see her in that title contention. Right. And again, Jade, what's going on? When is Jade getting her title shot? Right. I get y'all want Britt to be the face, the and the third, and I get it, Sheeta, because you are with Kenny and. You know, they people hate to say it, but to be honest with you, it's hard to not say that that's the reason why, because I can't see right. why you're going to put Sheeta on TV more than you're going to put Big Soul, then you're going to mm-hmm. put Jade, then you're going to put Red Velvet. Like, what do yeah. we, there are all of these beautiful, melanated women who are beasts at this. Where is their mm-hmm. TV time? They put right. Jade for so long. And now where's Jade? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big Swole, we understand she has Crohn's, but if she is healthy and she is able to, where, where's Big Swole? Right. What are we doing with Red Velvet? Red Velvet had her, her title shot in regards to Brit, which I felt as though was a stepping stone. Like she was just another step for Brit to get higher. But what about mm-hmm. making her giving her a real storyline. Where are the storylines right. for these women? Everything is Brit every yeah. single week. I get it. She's the mm-hmm. champion. That's great. Um, and I get it. She's over right now. She's hot. Like, I get that too. But you can't keep it only on the champion. There are people under the champion that should have storylines as well. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not only about the title holder. And that's my issue that I yeah. have with AEW. 
Um, my gripe with them is just that they, they're not telling stories as much as they should. And the people that mm-hmm. are telling stories are the people that are known for telling stories. So like the elite, they are known for their storytelling. Um, right. We got a little bit of the storytelling with Mox and with um, Eddie Kingston. But mm-hmm. again, we, we uh, give me more stories, Tony Khan. If you are the head booker mm-hmm. and I, if you're listening, give us more stories. We, we right. need that. We we truly need that. Um, and I'm so sorry. We, we didn't got fully off topic about these releases. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, I, like we said earlier, a lot of these releases were definitely big shockers. I just hate that WWE is stating to these people, you were released due to budget cuts. And right. some of the people on these on this list is hot like fire. Like someone mm-hmm. said on Twitter that I read earlier, you told Bray Wyatt, the fiend. Mm-hmm. This man who was cuts. selling a seven. Mm-hmm. How much is that belt? Like a thousand dollars for a custom yeah. belt, and it was sold mm-hmm. out. Budget cuts. Come mm-hmm. on now. Come on now, Johnny. Yeah, and yeah, and I actually I was thinking about this this morning. Um, just overall, how this is going to how does I think this is going to impact WWE going forward. I think if they continue on at this rate, there won't be really anyone to kind of push this company forward. So, like, how long are we going to rely on the Roman Reigns or the Charlottes and the Becky? Like, how, how much longer are we really going to rely on them? How much longer are they going to stick around? Um, I know, uh, thinking back to an interview Roman Reigns did with um, Corey Graves on The Bump, where he said, you know, he... Hadn't really anticipated coming back so soon, but, you know, there wasn't really anyone kind of in a position to kind of carry the company like he could. So, and and, Mm. and it begs the question as well, like, is that on the performers or is it on WWE who isn't developing anyone else to the point where they could be pushed to be the top guy or girl or whatever? So it's like, you know, at, at this point, they're not nurturing fresh talent and anyone else that they do have that is like mid or lower card, they seem to just be kind of hanging there, you know, and there's really no progression to kind of move up. So I, I really don't see the company lasting too much longer at this rate. I, I really don't. And there was, of course, some rumors out there that, you know, the company's going to be sold or whatever. I'm not sure how true that is. Just a rumor is alleged, but I, <laughs> I, I, I I mean, I just don't see how yeah, don't, much don't longer the this messenger. company's gonna make. Yeah, like I, I just don't see how much longer WWE is really going to last at this rate. And which begs the next question that I have: um, Is WWE still the premier place to be as a pro wrestler? Mm. My personal opinion: No, absolutely yeah. not. Um, and the reason I say this is because this is a company that will have you uproot your life, move to Orlando, Florida, because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're training, let's say four days out the week, and then you also not including NXT because you have to help put the ring together, help break it down. Mm -hmm. Um, some Mm -hmm. NXT superstars, uh, the day of, they may be doing security. Um, cause I know I've been there and had, um, Actually, what's his name? Um, Braun Breaker was one of the security guards for NXT mm-hmm. on one of the days I went. Um, 
they are security guards. They are in the stand sometimes yeah. to help mm-hmm. fill out the crowd. Um, so if there's a situation where they it needs all of your time and attention, of course you're gonna yeah. uproot your life, your yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Mm-hmm. to move to Orlando. So now you move to Orlando. You're in NXT. Um, you got paid, blah, blah, blah. But wrestling is mm-hmm. how you make money. My question right. that I have, which is a side note, during these 30 to 90 day clauses there, they can't wrestle, do anything else. Are y'all paying mm-hmm. me still for these 30 to 90 days that I can't wrestle? Because if I can't wrestle, I can't make money. Yeah, great question. Since great I am question. a quote unquote independent contractor. So mm-hmm. how am I supposed to make money if you are not paying me? Mm-hmm. You fired me, which essentially means I'm no longer working, but you fired me under the premise that I can now not work for anybody else for a month to three right. months. Am I getting paid? This is a great question. And you know I what? Really would and, like to know. And you know what? And I'm wondering if the answer to that is no, because I know when Andrade was released, I think he wanted to get out of that 90 day clause so he could still work. Yeah. So and the I don't that see- might be no. Which is so if the answer is no, that's trash. That's yeah. that's even more disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um ugh, ugh, ooh, ooh, just thinking about it just like made yeah. my stomach like <laughs> turn. Because that you just have to think about it. Like I just moved my life. I may have a mortgage, a rent, mm-hmm. uh, however, and now it makes sense mm-hmm. on why some of these NXT superstars, why they all live together. Because, oh, yeah. God forbid, uh, somebody gets kicked to the curb. At least you're not paying a full. Instead of you having to pay, like, let's just say rent is like 1800 Instead of you having to pay 1800 yeah. now all you have to give is like, let's say it's like six to them. You only have to give 300 mm-hmm. uh, Right. And then, hey, two of us gets canned. We just have to come up with $600 instead of having to find a place to live, break a lease. Like, mm-hmm. there's... Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know with um, Nia Jax, um, I, I know during her Total Diva season, she was um, had some anxieties about um, her buying a house. Like she had just bought, I think it was a mansion. She said um, and this was like a few years back, but she had just bought a mansion, and she was having some anxieties about, you know, what if she loses her job and I have this mansion? Like, how am I going to pay my mortgage? So, and like I said, this is a few years ago. So hopefully, you know this doesn't impact her really in that, in that way. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's a lot and you're independent contractors. So if you don't work, then you're, you're not getting paid anyway. So, uh, yeah. And also I think like AEW has become the place to be because in AEW, you don't have to wrestle, but you have health insurance, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're not technically an independent contractor. You're an actual worker who has mm-hmm. insurance. You're not. You don't have to worry. Oh, I got injured, so now I have to come up with like a thirty thousand dollar hospital bill, or mm-hmm. I have to find a way to sell all my merch to make money so I can be good. Um, right. So it is. WWE has definitely not become the place. I would mm-hmm. say from like a worker standpoint because oh excuse me what benefits are there besides to say 
I don't know. You work if at they WWE. Have competitive day, but yeah, mm-hmm. but say hey, I I was a WWE superstar, um, mm-hmm. because there are companies who are paying great, but you may not have may not just have that accolade of saying I made it in the WWE because I feel like it's more right. of a a society standpoint looking at it like hey, if I say WWE WWF when I say I like wrestling. People will know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm, but if I mm-hmm. said, hey, I made it big. I'm a Ring of Honor star. They're going to be like, mm-hmm. huh? What are you talking right. about? Um, yeah. So I think it's more so just for a society standpoint of saying like, hey, I was in the WWE. But I don't think that they are the place to be now because there's so many other places where if you truly love wrestling and that's what you mm-hmm. want to do, you can love wrestling and be in New Japan. You can love wrestling oh, yeah. and work for mm-hmm. Ring of Honor and work for Impact mm-hmm. and work for NWA, which I think is kind of funny that NWA doesn't get the props that they deserve, considering that mm-hmm. that NWA World Championship has been around for so long and is so yeah. way more prestigious than a universal mm-hmm. championship. Because let's, yeah. let's truly, truly be honest. I don't see no extraterrestrials, no aliens coming to defend for that universal championship. So why are we mm-hmm. making a universal championship? <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Are we not even? Yeah, I'm, I'm calm down yeah. on that part. Like, what's the difference between Universal and the World uh, Championship? We don't know everybody in the in the universe. <laughs> you you yeah. you know everybody in the universe. They're talking about we got like 20 billion <laughs> other galaxies, and you want to talk about the universe, boy? But. Vince just needs to just sit down somewhere, okay? Vincent, we love you, but just just have a seat, my brother. Just just have a seat, my man. Go smoke a cigar. Yeah. I don't even know if you do that anymore, but I'm going to need him to just have a seat over here in this corner and, and just simmer, simmer down. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. But me personally, I don't think there is the new place to be. Um, I think mm-hmm. for a lot of professional wrestlers right now with everything that AEW offers outside of just being on TV and actually having a place to wrestle, healthcare, Mm -hmm. you know, mental health days, all these things that are very important to wrestlers. I feel as though AEW has now become the A place to be. What do you think? I I agree with that. And also just kind of following uh, uh, New Japan, um, over the week and a half with what they have coming up for November. So New Japan Strong is basically their their U.S. shows. So they're taping a series of um, episodes here in the U.S., mainly out in Cali. You know, that's where they have their L.A. dojo. But I think it's awesome that New Japan is kind of moving forward with their expansion because you don't have to necessarily go to Japan anymore. Like you can stay here in the States and you can still work. And also, you can still work with some of those top talent from, uh, say, the uh, the Impacts or um, the Ring of Honors and maybe the AEW. I think they still have a relationship with New Japan as well. So you can still work yeah. with these top talent and not have to go to Japan. So I think it's really good that they have, they're really moving forward with their foothold in here in the U.S. Because I think COVID kind of stalled it a little bit, but uh, they're moving forward now. Okay, well, that leads us yeah. into our next discussion. Uh, you did say that you watched some New Japan, and 
I definitely have not been watching my New Japan. I will not lie. Mm-hmm. So if you could just give us a couple of recaps on what's been going on with New Japan for all of our listeners who are listening. Yes. So uh, starting with uh, New Japan Strong, which is what I was just talking about. So they had a series of tape episodes, I believe, starting from September. And one particular was on night, uh, 926. And this one had Rocky Romero and Fred Rosser, a.k.a. Mr. No Days Off. Versus J.B. Kratos and Dainé Limelight. And Rocky and Fred kind of won that match. And then he also had Taji Ishimori versus Leo Rush. Leo Rush won that match. And um, that was a pretty interesting one because it kind of seemed like they were um, trying to fill each other out in the beginning. And then it kind of picked up the pace. So um, that, that was a good match. And Leo Rush won that one. Um, Team Filthy, which is Tom Lawler and Royce Isaacs. Uh, face Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki, Suzuki Gun. Uh, Suzuki Gun did win that one. And that one was pretty interesting because you got some English out of Minoru Suzuki at the very end after he was challenged by Chris Dickinson. So take a guess on what Minoru's response was to Chris's challenge. Um, oh, bring it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was actually... <laughs> It, it was actually fuck you in English. And he said his English is not that what? good, but he said that fuck you pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's why so, we love yeah. evil grandpa. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they'll actually be facing each other again um, pretty soon. And and also what's going on is um, uh, Power Struggle. Power Struggle is actually later on tonight slash tomorrow morning. So it's on 11-6 at 4 a.m., I'm going to attend what to day? stay up and watch. Um, it's actually later on tonight, early tonight meeting. So is that four, November fifth or November sixth? It's on November sixth. So is that Sunday or Saturday? So after this podcast comes out, uh, the episode may have aired. Essentially, so today is the fifth. So it's actually tonight at four a.m. So tomorrow night, tomorrow early morning, four a.m. Basically. Okay, perfect. So November sixth, yeah, make sure so y'all succeed. watch that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I may stay up and watch that one because that one is going to be pretty action packed. Um, and it, you know I can go over that card really quick if you like. Um, so there's going to be three twenty minute uh, match limits. Um, the fourth one. It's going to be for the never open weight six man tag. So you have Yoshihashi, Tomohuri Ishii, and Hiroki Goto, who are the champions. Um, going up against Sho, Yujiro, Takahashi, and Evil. And then the next one, you have the provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2021 um, with Toru who's the holder of that uh, title, with his amateur wrestling match uh, challenge. Versus Great Khan with his Kiss My Feet match challenge. So if you've ever seen Toro Yanu uh, in the <laughs> ring, it's going to be very amateur wrestling. And it's going to be very <laughs> silly at the same time. So that one's going to be good. Uh, follow up by the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with a 60-minute limit. Uh, with the champion Robbie Eagles going up against El Desperado. And the next title up for grabs is the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match 
60 minute also is the limit with Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenta. Now the next two matches Ooh. I think is the ones that everyone's dying to see. And that is the uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Right to Challenge in Tokyo Dome contract match with Kajika Okada, who is the G1 Climax winner and also the contract holder, challenging Tama Tonga. So mm. that one is one we're definitely waiting to see. And last but not least, we'll be seeing IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Shingo Takagi defend his title against Zack Sabre Jr. in a 60-minute limit. So that one should be great as well. Oh, Zach is going to actually uh, wrestle? Yeah. Yeah, so Mm. definitely it's going to be holes galore. Definitely holes galore. galore? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Holes? Holes or holes? Yeah, holes. Oh, no, holes holes. or like wrestling holes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Yeah, like wrestling (laughs) Who holds this out? Okay, there's some holes in this house. Okay. I ain't gonna guess. Yeah, so definitely New Japan is pretty action-packed for the month of November. So there's a power struggle, 11-6. New Japan strong, also in 11-6. The World Tag League and the Best Super Junior 28 are, will be, I guess, going on kind of simultaneously, starting at 11-3, ending in 12-15. And then there's also Battle in the Valley, which will be um, at San Jose Civic Center on 11-13 in Cali. So that's New Japan for the month of November. Ooh. Well, all right. Yeah. Thank you so much for that recap. You are mm-hmm. you are awesome sauce. We definitely have to <laughs> catch up because I know soon we got to start our uh, views and our picks for who's going to win. So, mm-hmm. ooh, maybe uh, we'll definitely have to do an episode just the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom. Since yes, so absolutely. Were, January is right around the corner. It does not... Mm-hmm. Man, it does not feel like it is right there. Yeah, and I think they have like three different days for Wrestle Kingdom in January. Uh, well, I know they have like um, Wrestle Kingdom and then um, they normally have like the shows, the two shows that are after Wrestle Kingdom, which is basically mm-hmm. kind of like the Mania and the SmackDown after Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know that that's going to be. That's definitely going to be a little crazy. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. ready. I'm excited for it. So, And I think we have two voice notes, which Ooh. is awesome. That means people are listening. Hey, <laughs> so let's see. Let's, let's play these voice notes and let's see what they say. Let's play this first one. Vince no longer likes valets. Mm. Mm. Okay. So explain why. Why does Vince no longer like ballet? That that's a good one. Yeah. And uh, let's see what the next one says. Electra Lopez was her previous name. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Vince no longer likes ballets, and Electra Lopez was her previous name. All right. Well, uh, thank you oh so, oh so much, Mr. Marco. We mm-hmm. appreciate that input. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out why doesn't Vince like ballets? I mean, just saying Vince yeah. doesn't like ballets doesn't cut it. Why doesn't he like ballets? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting take. Um, which I don't know. I don't think there's any ballets now, right? Um, um yeah. besides uh, Electra Lopez, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Uh, Paul Heyman. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm trying to think who who else right now is a quote unquote ballet. Um, Let's let's. Well, yeah, I I guess that might be a point because I guess even Eva Marie was technically a ballet, wasn't she for Dewdrop? Um, I would say that she was, but then remember she um, then they branched off from her, yeah, and Mm -hmm. then she. Well, I guess she's going to do her own thing, but then now she's not doing her own thing. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But we have another yeah. voice note from Marco, so maybe he's explaining himself. Let's see what he says. Mm-hmm. All the valets were in NXT. Selena, Andrade, along with everybody else. And once they came up, a couple months later, they all disappeared. And they all broke apart. And then once Selena and Andrade broke apart, Zelina was gone. And then she was re-signed as a wrestler. Yeah. And that's exactly where BFAB was going. And Scarlett was only a valet in NXT. She never showed off her wrestling skill. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Very good observation. I feel like Scarlett was supposed to make her, like, ring return. But then... Um, you know, Vince, he, unfortunately, Vince likes them with boobs. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, she was definitely coming to, she went, she got her boobs done and now we're here. Now she has her boobs yeah. done, but you know, she got a, allegedly, she got a bad boob job. I don't know. I, mm. I'm not looking at this girl's boobs to be honest with you. Yeah. But allegedly she got a bad boob job and she was recovering from that and that's why we haven't seen her um, at all. Well, excuse me. Hmm. I feel like, was she good? I've seen some of her matches. I haven't seen a lot of Scarlett's matches, but I definitely know that yeah. Zelina is a way better wrestler than Scarlett. That mm-hmm. I do know because Zelina Vega, can she can wrestle her butt off, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Uh, um, B-Fab, as far as her being a valet, I feel like they tried to see if she could wrestle, and that's when she had that match. But she was just super green. Um, and then uh, okay, maybe that's why they were like, mm, yeah, maybe wrestling's not for you. Maybe let's just keep you as a valet. But then, you know, now we see she's a valet, but it's not, it's not working out. So maybe uh, that's yeah. why. But again, mm. like I said earlier, don't tell someone we got rid of you due to budget cuts and my t-shirt is sold out on a WWE shop. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah. not, that doesn't make sense to me. It, it's not it adding just, up. Yeah. The math's not mathing. And, um, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Uh, I'm actually going to see, because I was talking about that Bray Wyatt belt. So mm-hmm. the original price for let me see. I'm trying to see how much that replica costs. So that replica, being tied about, costs 
And that's the Hurt Heel belt. If you haven't seen it, it's the one of Bray's mask. And it is Mm -hmm. literally the replica belt that was made by Tom Savini. Um, And it's still, I'm looking at it right now on the shop. It is still there for $429. If I'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken, when it first came out, it was not $429. If I'm not saying, but actually, I'm looking right now. So for this belt, when it first came out, the belt cost Mm $6,499. And someone on Twitter, because I'm looking at it, they purchased it. Um, So with shipping and everything, it came out to $7,000. And that belt sold. It wasn't Mm -hmm. cheap, but it sold. So don't tell a man who just gave your company $7,000 plus dollars. Yeah, you know, due to budget cuts, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we gotta let you go. How much money have I made you? I feel as though the right. problem was was that they could not handle Bray and Vince didn't like they like reports have stated Vince didn't want to give Bray creative control over his mm-hmm. character, which is why Alexa Bliss was brought in. Which mm-hmm. I don't feel as though she added anything to what they were doing. I don't feel like she added much to that character. Um, the way that WrestleMania ended with Bray Wyatt, it, it didn't make yeah. sense. Right. It just, it was, I was confused. Um, I know a lot others were confused as well, mm-hmm. as far mm-hmm. as, you know, being able and figuring out, okay, so she put like black stuff. What, what was it like? I think she, bit something and she was like drooling black ink or something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. It just the, the whole thing just, I'm still confused on how we got there, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. But we're there. Um and it just it don't make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just it just don't. And clearly, like we said it, Vince hates valets, but Paul Heyman is still here. Does he take female <laughs> valets? I, I, I think it's female valets, yeah. Because we can't say he hates valets and there's still a Paul Heyman. So I think he just he probably just hates female valets. Because that, yeah. that's just what makes what makes sense. But Marco mm-hmm. has more to say, so let's let's see what else he has to say. The whole character didn't make sense. It made sense, but creative ruined that character the booking ruined that character that character could have been easily to the moon and easily could have been where the tribal chief is now but mm-hmm. the botch of the Seth Rollins match with the random ending that made no sense to nobody and every booking after that did not do good and it basically was a doom from the start it was an amazing character it had amazing potential but yeah. creative and booking showed what it could yeah. do to that kind of character. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right on the money. I've, before I play mm-hmm. the next voice note, um, I definitely do agree. Booking and creative 
killed that character. And I'm not going to say creative because I feel as though, like, they said he had full control over his character at first. And you can definitely tell when Vince or whoever started putting their hand into exactly what Uh was going on. Um, Because it, it just, it didn't make sense. It was more so like, okay, so this is what we're doing. Um, you know, now we're going to add Alexa. Like you said, that botch ending, that whole thing with Seth Rollins mm-hmm. and like um, him mm-hmm. being in red is what basically gave him his power. Like, why did it need mm-hmm. red lights? Like the red lights made it right. worse um, because yeah. people couldn't see. How am I mm-hmm. supposed to see with red lights? Like if you're going to do red, lights, <laughs> it shouldn't be that bright. Maybe make them right. a little darker, a little deeper. It didn't make sense mm-hmm. for him being the, Firefly Funhouse. Like, I love, love when he came out with the lamp of his Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. head and it had the dress, mm-hmm. the pop. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, mwah, chef's mm-hmm. fucking kiss. Like, that character could have been to the moon. Technically, he was to the moon. He was doing great. Yeah. I even loved yeah. his match with John Cena that they had at WrestleMania last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that match. That is fucking storytelling. Tell mm-hmm. a fucking story. It was great. It just doesn't... Yeah. It, it just didn't make sense because now we got Alexa Bliss. What is her point? Mm-hmm. Why do we need her? Right. You can tell he didn't even right. really want her there. But it was mm-hmm. like... It was their way of slowly going, eh, you don't need it. And now she took over that character. And then now what is she doing? Now she got married. Right. Now she's getting married or whatever she's mm-hmm. going through. And she's not on TV anymore. What right. was the point? Bray could have still been going. You still could have mm-hmm. kept getting $7,000 belts being purchased. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what, are, what are we really doing with these people? What are you doing? Period. Maybe you need a whole new creative. Maybe booking needs to be changed because at some point they may not say ratings or ratings or ratings, but I was looking Mm -hmm. at a video I took from when I was there um, three years ago. No, was it three? Yeah, three years. No, two years ago. And I went to the show in Nassau and I was like, it's empty. Mm -hmm. Like it was really empty. And it wasn't uh-huh. like a whole excuse of, oh, the pandemic. It was empty. Like the whole where the camera side was and even some right. where I was sitting was completely empty. Your ticket sales aren't doing it. People want to mm-hmm. watch, but it's hard to get through three hours of Raw when I was the entire three hours. All we got is yeah. an hour of wrestling. Mm-hmm. What, like you're not really. And it's not like the other two or hours and some change. You're telling the story. You're not telling the story. You're just right. comment, commentary, commentary. Okay, because they're back. Yeah. Two people looking mm-hmm. at each other who might have a match. And that's it. Or now yeah. they're doing the whole, oh, let's do a backstage interview before they go out. <laughs> what What are we yeah. doing? Yeah. We're watching wrestling. And also, mm-hmm. Cashley, just to go back on your point, does the WWE deal with the sports commission? No, they do mm-hmm. not. Uh, so a couple years ah. back, when they changed from WWF to WWE, mm-hmm. uh, Vince McMahon found a workaround. And the workaround was, if we state that we are entertainers and that this is oh. not a sport, this is entertainment. Okay. 
we do not have to follow the sports commission rules. So they don't have to follow the gotcha. sports commission because they're entertainers. Okay. Okay. So, and that is a great segue. Let's see what Marco has to say. Let's, let's see a part mm-hmm. two. Yeah, that's true. I did mean for the most part, it was directly directed towards female valets. Female valets have, are a thing of the past. And I don't know why, but they shouldn't be. They should be brought back. I definitely yeah, agree. You know, the, yeah, the female valet, you know, they have a really huge part in, you know, wrestling history. Um, you think of the Miss Elizabeths, you think of the um, sensational Sherry or sensational uh, Sherry. Um, you had the Luna Vachans, uh yeah, the I guess the Sables, yeah, the Sunnies, like these huge valets who were Lita, really huge and Trish Stratton, yeah, Stacey yeah, Keebler, like, really huge, yeah. Like you know, valets are a really huge part of wrestling history. So I don't know if it's just a part of, uh, I guess, a kind of doing away with that history, and we just don't want to do it anymore. But I guess it's almost uh, indicative to how the women are kind of being treated now. Like we're, we had a women's revolution, there was an evolution. And then now it's the same performers in the same storylines kind of. So it's, I don't know. It seems to be a digression, uh, a regression almost, um, which is kind of sad to see, you know, seeing how we were all pretty much so invested in it, you know? Yeah. And I think that makes it worse is because, you're so like these female valets are bringing more to the talent. Like mm-hmm. if I think back on Andrade when he was in NXT, the fact yeah. that Zelina was there as his mouthpiece and she is mm-hmm. so so good. She's awesome being on, the mic. on her yeah. feet. She is mm-hmm. great on the mic. She's cutting promos yeah. like crazy. He don't even have to mm-hmm. talk. He is literally right. like a. Spanish Brock Lesnar in the sense of, mm-hmm. I don't have to speak. I let my yeah. manager do the talking for me. And mm-hmm. she is doing the talking. She is helping build that character. That moment when uh, Andrade was facing Aleister Black and they were going for the NXT Championship title, that picture mm-hmm. that have where Aleister Black is sitting with his legs crossed in the middle of the ring and Zelina's standing right across from him and she's sitting down where her legs mm-hmm. crossed, looking at him face to face. That is a moment. When Zelina was yeah. helping Andrade win and she's doing the Hedekarana off of the top rope to go and help mm-hmm. him and do, be a distraction. Yeah. This is yeah. how, this is what Valet is about. She's mm-hmm. doing what yeah. she needs to do. And she's not being extra with it. You know, she's right. still playing in the background. She's not the valet that's like, oh, every single chance I'm going to come. And no, she played her part and she played her part freaking mm-hmm. good. She did yeah. that. And she even started to adapt little things. She started doing a tranquilo off the ropes with him. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. little things like that. Yeah. That is a, that's a good tag. That's a good valet and wrestler. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be. But of course, Vince just, for whatever reasons, he just doesn't like female valet. And it's sad because like Marco said, they bring so much to a talent. And they are sometimes having that mouthpiece. It can make or break a talent. You know, especially mm-hmm. someone like Andrade, who, 
you know, his English is not very good. He has already said right. this. Um, mm-hmm. But his wrestling is damn good. But sometimes right. people will be like, oh, you know, even though his wrestling's good, he can't talk or, you know, they treat him like mm-hmm. they treated Shinsuke for, for a long time. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. If we even go back, um, Jinder Mahal had that big controversy for when mm-hmm. he was talking about and he was mocking his English and he even called him like Mr. Miyagi, like yeah. very whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> whoa remarks. But that's what happened. Um, even if we go back to with Yo Shirai and they were yeah. like, uh, telling her to go back to Japan or some, something crazy like that. And they, like mm-hmm. people, unfortunately, it's sad to say some American fans just don't mm-hmm. know. They just mm-hmm. rude and they just don't yeah. get it. Yeah. And I don't understand why, like, it's it's not hard. You know, English is not the only language in the world, people. I promise mm-hmm. you. It's not. Travel a little. Um, and don't be rude and be like, what? Just because you know what they're saying or <laughs> right. you know what uh-huh. they're trying to say. Let's not mm-hmm. act like you have no, like, what do you, what? This makes no sense. It makes sense. You just trying right. to be a bit of an <laughs> asshole and you want to go, huh? right. what, what? Now, what if you're talking mm-hmm. and every time you said something, I went, what, what, right. what? You wouldn't like it. So, you know, treat others how you want yeah. to be treated, WWE fans and all fans across the world. But that's neither right. here nor there. I feel as though, like we stated, Alexa Bliss, she ruined Bray Wyatt. But I also will say maybe Alexa Bliss is like the bad luck Chuck, maybe? Because um, mm-hmm. Nia Jax, what ever since she had that feud with Nia Jax, yeah. it kind of went downhill for her. Um, oh yeah, basically sure. everybody that she's feuded with, she's had some issues with. Even with Charlotte, mm-hmm. same thing. So yeah. maybe it might be uh, Nia Jax. <laughs> like, I yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. But I feel as though I'm happy Naya went and um, she stated her piece in regards to what's going mm-hmm. on. And she said that it had nothing to do with her vaccination status. Um, it actually had to deal with her mental health. But I can mm-hmm. definitely go ahead and um, while we play this voice note, I'm going to pull up exactly what she said. And I'm going to read the words that she wrote herself. But let's play this voice note right. from Marco. Alexa, Alexa Bliss ruined the rebirth of the fiend because the Seth Rollins thing hurt the fiend in the beginning. The John Cena match gave it hope because it brought back the storytelling. It brought back some, it brought back up a lot of excitement, the build to the match and then the actual match itself or the movie match, whatever you want to call it. But said the Seth Rollins match in the beginning hurt the fiend. And then the Alexa Bliss addition to the fiend is I think what finished off the character. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. I I definitely, definitely agree. Mm-hmm. I agree a thousand percent. Um since what he stated, I'm just gonna read what Nia Jax wrote on her Instagram. Um and she stated I usually keep my personal life private, but yesterday's reports leave me with no option but to clarify matters. I recently took a short break of absence from WWE for a mental health break. I've been working through so much, more than I can share, and so I took some time with the full support of the company to take care of myself. Earlier this week, 
at the WWE sent me my schedule to return to the ring for the November 15th show. I asked for an extension to my mental health break, feeling like I needed more time and hoping I would have the ongoing support of the company I had given my all to for the past seven years. I did not receive a response. The next I heard, I was being released. My vaccination status was never mentioned. I wasn't given any choices or options. It breaks my heart to be so abruptly let go without consultation when dealing with so much privately. I loved my career at WWE. I loved the men and women I worked with, and I'm going to need time to process this huge loss. I appreciate those people who have shown understanding and compassion during an incredibly difficult time. Wow. So, all y'all saying, oh, we're happy she's gone, we're happy she's got let go, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes you don't know what someone is going through. Mm-hmm. And like she stated, she's going, she's going through some things that's more than she would like to share. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. she also uh, wore out the muscles in her knees. Yeah. And that was the reason why she was gone for a few before because she didn't have like a MCL, ACL, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we don't know why she wasn't on TV. I do remember. I don't know if you remember. The last match she had was against Charlotte and she literally was trying to fight Charlotte. The very last yeah. match. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, like they said, we could say she went out scrapping because she yeah. she literally, literally did. Um, she also was last seen on TV. Let's see, when was this? Uh, Thirteen weeks ago. Yeah. So it's been about three, almost three and a half months since she's been on TV. Um, mm-hmm. And she, like she said, she's gone through a lot. That's none of our business. But at the right. end of the day. For those people who are on here and are saying, oh, she deserved it, et cetera, et cetera, that's kind of rude. Would you like it if you just got fired and someone tells Mm -hmm. you, well, you deserved it because, you know, you broke Becky Lynch's nose or you can't wrestle or et cetera, et cetera. If she couldn't wrestle, I don't think she would have been there for seven years. And if she's still there and Jackson Riker still has a job, I'm not trying to hear nothing. <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing. Yes, I'm not a fan of Jackson Riker. You you can take that in blood. I, I don't care. How does he still have a job and Nia Jackson mm-hmm. does not? How does he yeah. still have a job and Keith Lee does not have a job? You could have yeah. took him and literally got rid of him. And I promise you, the day y'all get rid of him, you, you might get more viewers. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just saying, but you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna try not to render to him. Uh, <laughs> and we have another message from Marco. Let's see what he says. Nia Jax's knees, uh, her cartilage is completely degenerating, and that is the soft cushion in between the knees, and that goes by usually degeneration of cartilage is caused by a lot of stress. Um and weight and as well as exertion and what exactly you're doing and she's wrestling which isn't sitting at a desk and she does have that extra weight I have studied a bit of this in college and just as a a buffer for every pound of for every pound someone loses it's three pounds of pressure off your knees and Nia Jax isn't 5'1 
at 150 pounds. She's a big, she's taller, she's bigger, she weighs more. She's got a lot of weight on her knees. She's got a lot of weight on her body. And wrestling is not the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So her meniscus is totally gone, which means her knees are like bone on bone. And both of mine are like that. So I can only imagine what she's been feeling. Yeah. Because, oof. Listen, mm-hmm. I have uh, I have back problems. So I can only, the cartilage in your knees. Um, mm-hmm. Before we started the podcast today, I did talk about how I messed up my knee uh, while I was in basic training and how it dislocated. So I can only imagine if I didn't have any cartilage, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, I might mm-hmm. not even have a, le- a bottom leg. I'm just saying. But I feel bad for anyone who loses their job. I wish them all the best. I really hope mm-hmm. as wrestling fans, we can get to a point where we are not, oh, as soon as someone gets fired, Oh, I would love to see your dream match against this person. Um, they have to worry about a clause 30 days, 90 days, however many yeah. days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and get through that first because yeah, that that's more important. I don't care what Twitter gotta say. I gotta pay my rent, my mortgage. Yeah. You don't know mm-hmm. if they got kids. Some of them might have kids, some don't. You don't know what bills they've gone through or what they're doing. But I definitely mm-hmm. hope. Uh, that whatever it is, I definitely wish them all the best. And I hope that whatever it is that they're going through or whatever it is that they're dealing with, that they come up on the flip side, on the good side of it, Mm -hmm. because, you know, no one wants to lose their job, especially not in the middle of this pandemic. So, right. Mm -hmm. You know, I definitely, I wish them all the best. Um, Definitely. Was there anything, any recap that we missed this week? Did you watch Raw this week? I'm trying to remember if I, I watched it. I did. Um, well, you know, you kind of tune out with all the promos and the backstage stuff. But um, highlights kind of started from the top. Um, it started with Bianca versus Becky, um, which is a match that I actually enjoyed. Um, I actually enjoyed Becky versus Bianca. And I gave that match a 9 out of 10. They really fed off each other. They bounced off each other. Um, they fed off the energy of the crowd. The crowd was very engaged. Um, of course, Becky does win in a, a dirty fashion. Um, Always, because so she's trash. We can, <laughs> so I guess we can continue with it. We're going to see a continuation of this feud. And I'll be bold and say that I really want to see at least a Mania match between the two of them. I'll be very upset if I do, don't get a Mania match with Bianca versus Becky. Or at least the maximum, a Royal Rumble. They have to have mm. a match at either one for the title. They have to. Um, following up with that was Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory. Um, I didn't really like this match too much. It was kind of like, hmm. Um, and of course, it ended with a DQ with interference from Dominic, oddly enough. Um, Dominic mm-hmm. actually cost Rey the match. And I kind of gave that one a three, a three out of ten. I just didn't like it too much. Um, yeah, I think I fell asleep uh, during that match. I won't even lie. <laughs> yeah, and the next one was Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley versus Queen Zelina and Carmella. So um, 
I, I'm guessing they're putting uh, Queen Zelina with Carmella now. I'm I'm not sure, but it just seemed like something they just kind of put together. Like here, you face Nikki and Sage and Rhea Ripley since they're the tag champions, and they don't really have anyone else to face at this point. Um, I think Maddie is still out. So, um, uh, oh wow, her her name is on the tip of my tongue, and I'm so mad at myself. Tamina, her name. Tamina, oh my gosh, shout out to Tamina. I love you. I'm sorry I forgot your name. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. It's Friday. It is a long day. I think day. she oh will goodness. love forgive you for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was an okay match. Um, it just seemed really rushed and kind of put together, to be honest. Um, the following match was Prince uh, Finn Balor versus Chad Gable, which is another match that I actually enjoyed. Um, oh. I gave this one a 9 out of 10 because even oh. though it was a very technical match, it was very exciting to watch. I don't know. I'm a technical kind of girl. Like My favorites are Ricky Steamboat and Bret Hart, and they're like some of the most technical you could ever find. So te- technical matches are very exciting to me and i think the crowd were really engaged in this one as well so i gave it a nine out of ten um the next match was the street profits versus the dirty dogs so that's the uh Dolph ziggler and uh robert rude that's their name dirty dogs um i gave that one a seven out of ten um that was a pretty cool match um the next one was damian priest versus uh and, and his name escapes me um who he faced and and that's terrible so sorry shout out to you um if you're ever listening i'm sorry i forgot your name as well it was a no no dq match (laughs) which damian priest won as as well um that that was an okay match i gave that one a seven out of ten um but the finale t-bar yes (laughs) (laughs) oh that's terrible Oh, oh, wow. I got to do better. <laughs> but yeah, um, t- the end tonight uh, was Big E versus Kevin Owens, which is their first outing, which I actually enjoyed. Um, and Big E won the match after interference with Seth um, Rollins. Um, of course, Seth Rollins uh, definitely wanted to come out because Big E was champion. And Seth Rollins does have um, the contract. Um, I don't know if you remember from a couple nights ago, well, a couple of weeks ago on that Monday Night Raw where they had that Money in the Bank TLC match-ish on Monday Night Raw, which I didn't quite well, understand. That was last Why week. would you have a match like that? Well, that was um, that was two weeks ago, I think. Was it? That latter match. No, that was last yeah. week. No, that was last week. Yeah, that was, last the week. The reason why yeah. I think that was last week, Monday was where um, the new, quote-unquote, the new season of Raw started on right. the 24th mm-hmm. and that's when it happened on the 24th right oh yeah yeah well, that was last week wow yeah time flies when you have fun <laughs> yeah yeah so i gave that one an eight out of ten um simply because of the interference it was pretty obvious that seth rollins was going to interfere because he was ringside so um overall I, I had to give raw maybe a six out of ten because it's still hard to sit through a three-hour televised event and kind of keep my attention with all the promos and blah blah and whatnot but you know bianca and becky um prince balor chad gable and kevin and biggie were the highlights for me so but yeah that was the remaining uh recap Monday Night Raw. and look a three-hour show and we only got how many actual matches let's see let's let's count it out one two yeah. three four five seven so, matches in seven three hours. yeah Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I will say, during that uh, Carmella and Zelina Vega, a.k.a. Queen of the Ring match Mm -hmm. against Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley, the part that I really liked the most was when they said, look at the whole female locker room, excuse me, watching this match. And there's only four Mm -hmm. women watching the match. So you're literally saying that there's only all of six women in Raw? That's it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, what do we... Yeah. They shouldn't have shown that. <laughs> what? Like, where what? is everybody? <laughs> like, is there in the back sleeping? Are they in catering? Are they just, like, right. my business? <laughs> like, yeah. that's just... Uh, it, it's really, really sad. And um, I'm watching SmackDown right now, and I really, truly really really hate Sonia Deville um if you ever listen mm-hmm. to this if I ever see you you better put your hands <laughs> and square up I really want you to know that um I don't like that they're doing Naomi and I don't like mm-hmm. how they kind of say oh because we're just trying to light a fire under her put her in bloodline if the end result mm-hmm. of this is her not being in the bloodline then what what's the point Right. What is the point? Again, Vince, mm-hmm. whoever, creative, however. I, I I can't hear what they're saying. I can see it. And I ain't liking it. I don't like what I mm-hmm. see. Naomi mm-hmm. is a two-time SmackDown women's champion. She won that uh, yep. battle royale, women's battle royale. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Again, this goes back to Marco's point earlier. Creative and booking will literally mm-hmm. be the death of somebody's career. Um, yep. I feel as if you don't have presence like Roman Reigns does or Brock Lesnar or however, it is so hard to get over. Um, I saw on Twitter and also on my Facebook and some of these Facebook groups that I'm in, people asking, well, how is it that someone like bitch-ass Jackson Riker, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> Bobby Roode, how, uh, even they even put in Humberto Carrillo. How do yeah. they have jobs? Yeah, they still have jobs, right? Yeah. But my thing mm-hmm. is, you also have to realize that not everyone can be at the top, and I get that. I understand that not everyone yeah. can be the main event. You know, you mm-hmm. gotta sell. But at what point are we gonna start listening to the crowd? I think that they're mm-hmm. starting to just because Liv Morgan did go and challenge Becky Lynch for her title. Um, mm-hmm. and she is allegedly next up. So I think they're finally giving the crowd what they want in regards to that. But right. even with Carmella, I don't understand her character right now. She's the most beautiful right. woman in all of WWE. Okay, great. So what does that mean? Is is her character stuck up all the time? Like, what what is her character supposed to be giving? Because I I don't get it. Um, right. You know, we have to think about long term storytelling. Is right. uh, Carmella mm-hmm. going to sabotage Zelina the way Zelina sabotaged Carmella? Is that why they put them together? Why did we break yeah. up Shotzi? Where's Tegan Knox? Right. She's on mm-hmm. Raw now. She's nowhere to be found. All these people right. that you moved over in this quote unquote new era of SmackDown and new season mm-hmm. of Raw, um, where are all of these people at that have came over, that moved over? I just feel as though right. they moved people over 
They broke up teams because Shotzi and Tegan didn't make sense at first, but then now it, it makes sense. Okay, cool. Because at some point you have to have female tags. But in order right. for you to have people to be in a female tag team, you need females. Right. Showing, mm-hmm. literally showing all of what, four, eight women and those four women that were in the back, not, they weren't even in a team. So yeah. I'm confused. Like it just, their booking just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't, I still don't understand Nikki and Rhea. That team doesn't make sense to right. me at all. Um, mm-hmm. Nikki's character being a superhero, I get it. I understood her pitch, how she pitched it. I mean, I, it's for the kids, essentially. That's my thought process. <laughs> yeah. I go into it. Mm-hmm. It's for the kids. Yeah. Because I haven't met an adult that has told me they really like her character. So, okay, Yeah, cool. I, I don't like it. Yeah. But then teaming <laughs> her with Rhea, I feel as though if you would have teamed Nikki with Dewdrop, their, mm-hmm. their aura, as far as their character, goes together. Rhea and Nikki, that is oil and water. It just, they don't mix to me. It Mm -hmm. just, they look weird in regards to like, hey, we're a team. One person's really mean and the other one's really nice. Is it supposed to be like opposite day when it comes to them? Because I just, Mm -hmm. I don't understand that. I don't understand what we're doing with our women's divisions. And this is going, not just for WWE, not just for AEW, this is across the board. Right. The only women's division right now that I really truly like is Impact. I feel as though Impact has a great deal of what they're doing in regards to their mm-hmm. women's division. I feel as though Impact is going and they're they're making a name for themselves, you know. Now right. that we have Mickey James as the Impact World Champion, you know, I feel mm-hmm. as though Mickey is a great asset to them. And she's clearly helping the brand. You know, Deanna was champion for a while, but I feel as though them having somebody like Mickey James, who is someone well-known in the wrestling community, even if you don't watch mm-hmm. wrestling anymore, you know who Mickey James is. Um, right. That's a way to bring more attraction to your company. And Mickey is really good at helping women, helping other women as far as in the business, um, you know, kind of, giving them that push, like putting them over. So I definitely am loving Mickey and I'm loving what Impact is doing with their women's division. It looks like we Mm -hmm. have another voice note. Um, Oh, and it's from Marco again. Let's hear it. For Nikki, it's for the kids. For Rhea, it's keeping Rhea in the title picture without keeping her in the title picture because she was in the title picture for so long. And now that Becky's back and Bianca's been getting more of a push and Sasha seems to be coming back, Rhea took the back step. So that's why. But I agree. I do not approve of these mixed match teams. Um, there's been quite a few tag teams, male and female, that I just don't understand. I am very old school in that context where I like my tag teams being tag teams. The Legion of Doom, the Hardy Boys. Edge and Christian, the New Day, like those are tag teams to me. Definitely agree a million percent. I want my Mm -hmm. tag teams to make sense. Um, Yeah, I think for a prime example of that for me was Otis and Tucker made sense. 
Mm-hmm. They it, they just it, they made sense. But then we went. We had that story with Mandy, and then Dolph Ziggler involved, and mm-hmm. then they broke them up, and Tucker betrayed Otis. Now where's Tucker? Is he even still on the roster? I I don't I honestly yeah, I sure. don't know. I yeah. I don't know. And the fact that we don't know says a lot about what has happened yeah. since he's been <laughs> gone. Um, right. I just feel as though if you're gonna give me a tag team, give me a tag team. Street Profits tag team that makes sense. And again, mm-hmm. it kind of goes back into the whole valet thing because Montez Ford can talk and is way more charismatic than his mm-hmm. partner, than Dawson. Right. And it it makes sense. Rhea and Nikki Ash does not make sense. Tegan and Shotzi at first, to me, didn't really make sense. Um, I don't know what it was, but part of me, like, they didn't make sense. Ember and Shotzi made sense for so long. So for them to yeah. not bring up Ember, but leave Shotzi and then say, okay, well, we're going to bring someone else from NXT and then y'all to go together. Like, what are we, what? What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, even with NXT, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark, I believe that's her name. Did mm-hmm. not make any sense to me. That was another oil and water. How did they even get titles? It just, it didn't right. make sense. Um, but now Toxic Attraction, they have the NXT titles. And that makes sense because they're in mm-hmm. a stable and their auras match each other. So, of course, right. it makes sense. We can't just be throwing together people going, you know what, you two, yeah. y'all, y'all make this work. Like, Bobby Roode mm-hmm. and Dolph Ziggler, to me, still don't make sense. I feel as though they are a robot <laughs> FTR, to be yeah. completely honest with you. It just feels like they're just, oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, we can wrestle, so, yeah. you know, we're just going to put them as a team. No! they It just didn't make sense. They had the whole... Bobby Roode had his whole... Well, Robert Roode, I'm sorry... Robert Roode, he had his whole <laughs> glorious thing going on. And, yeah. you know, it just, it made sense. Okay, cool. He's doing his whole thing. Very Rick Flairish. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's what it, it gave off. But then now we're like, um, yeah, what are we, what are we doing? Like, how do we get there? What, like, Nothing, nothing about it just made sense. And I'm trying to figure out who else he used to tag with because I remember, oh, and remember, he teamed with Chad Gable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot that. He, and again, didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just didn't, it didn't make sense. AOP, when they were together, that oh, made yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. That, that made a lot of sense. Um, I forgot that AOP had Drake Maverick as their manager. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't make sense. Why didn't they just leave? um, What's his name? Oh, my Lord. Ooh, ooh, don't kill me. Don't kill me. Um, Ellering. Um, Why didn't they leave Ellering? I cannot think of his first name. Oh, my Lord. But that Uh, made sense. Paul? Paul Ellering? Yes. Yes. Why didn't they yeah. leave him as the manager? You know, things that just make sense. It, yeah. it just didn't. But we have two voice notes. So 
Let's play them. Tucker was the first batch of COVID releases with EC3, if I'm correct. See? Uh, See? We didn't even know he was gone. Next yeah. week, no. The, newing de- the newer team, Los Lotharios, Angel Garza and Umberto, makes sense. Yeah. Two pretty boy Hispanic guys. They have the same music. They have the same similar gear, same colors. They bring them out now. It makes sense starting out. It doesn't take six months before they have the same music. Yep. Absolutely <laughs> right. And yeah. they're cousins. And they're cousins. Oh, are they? Yeah, uh, they are. Yeah, I guess it makes total sense then. Yeah. Again, things that make sense. The Usos mm-hmm. make yeah. sense. Give me tag tag teams that make sense. Like like Marco stated, the Hardy Boys, they're brothers, they make sense. The Dudleys made sense. Edge and Christian, Heart Foundation. Listen, we could go on and on about great tag Mm -hmm. teams that make British Bulldogs, yeah. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's all that we're asking for. It's two people that make sense. I'm not going to lie. Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page did not make sense at all at first. At all. Scorpio Sky had just won that big chip, whatever it was, in AEW. And, mm-hmm. um, oh, Greg's trying to come in and, and talk with us. It, it made sense. <laughs> it all made sense. But now it just, it doesn't make sense. Um, but, Greg, we will add you to the chat. So we're going to have a a guest here today our first ever guest <laughs> on our podcast uh if yeah. you i definitely want to hear to me on monday after everything yeah <laughs> if you listen on mondays we do the ybab sports desk it's myself q lou and this wonderful man here greg and we talk in regards to wrestling and i do a quick little intro as far as to wrestling so we're going to see if we can get Greg in here and we'll listen to uh, his input and, you know, see what he has to say about what's gone on this week. So, Greg, if you will, you have the floor if, whenever you're ready. How are you guys doing? I'm sorry. How are you ladies doing? <laughs> doing well. <laughs> doing good. Wait, <laughs> that, that, that's good. You know who's not doing good? Don't start. Don't start. Naya fucking jacks. Oh my god. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I I'm not gonna take over the show. Um I wanna say happy three episodes to you, beautiful ladies, for Thank being you. a good part of the network and doing great on your shows. Um Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um because there's a lot of things that I did not know about wrestling until I heard you ladies talking. So thank you for doing what wow. you have been doing. <laughs> yeah. You taught him wow. something new? Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. You, you did. Because trust me, without this show, I would not care about wrestling half as much as I do now. Oh, okay. guess what? Oh, guess what? Guess what? Now you guys can go and hire Nia Jax. Oh, stop it. Greg. <laughs> Um, oh. all, all, all I'm going to say is I've, I've told you guys for a while that Vince just doesn't get it. 
there's something about him that it, it just like I don't I don't know like it, it just might be old age it could just be him being like a selfish prick but those releases were so bad it, it was just like it, it shouldn't happen mm-hmm. I nope. said that it was on I, I honestly gave them what six months yep that's what you said <laughs> that's what you said. <laughs> He said, Vince McMahon, I give you six months. And yeah, he said that in, yeah, I think this is six months. Yeah. It, it was almost six months to the day. And I was like, oh, and ironically, Monday we got off the show and I was like, well, maybe I went a little bit too hard because I went at Steph. I went at the, the whole culture at WWE and uh, they didn't let me down <laughs> because yeah, you, you you do not let go uh, of like generational talents um, outside of Nia Jax because she's she's ass. But that's a story for another day. I'm talking about Keith. <laughs> that shit, that shit hurt so much because I was like, you know, like, yeah, it felt like it felt like you knew he was too good for the brand. But instead of saying we don't know what to do with you, you just shelved mm-hmm. him. And and I said this on Monday show. They don't know what to do with their black talent. At all. They need someone that is like actually black. Like they have black superstars, but they don't have anyone black. They just have black people who are white passing. And I- I'm gonna even include oh, uh, Mr. King of the Ring himself. <laughs> yeah. Cause because when you think when you think about it, and this is no disrespect to them, but you have people who, you know, they're into anime and stuff like that, but it's like they're like caricatures of themselves. Uh homeboy who won the king of the ring i look at him i'm like I'm Xavier Woods. Black. Yeah. yeah him whatever Xavier Woods. when i see him I'm like yeah <laughs> physically you're black <laughs> but you don't act the part what is acting maybe, maybe that's just me what, what is acting black it, it's i don't want to say it's acting black it, it's almost like they don't see him as black that's that's probably a better way of saying it like uh, he's he like, doesn't they are certain aggressive. people Exactly. Like, he, he doesn't. Yeah. Well, he doesn't assert his blackness for his career, which is WWE. Like even Big E. Like in order to get where he was, like he was like fucking shaking and gyrating. Like it, it, yeah. Like yeah, you gotta be they treat the, Yeah. Yeah. They they treat all of the like black talent in the WWE like a fucking minstrel show, and. They even did it with Keith Lee. Like when he came up, it was like, oh, like this is this like polarizing figure who looks like the person that he is. And he turned him into like a Teletubby. And now what the fuck is this? Like, no. Teletubby. It was really bad. So when I looked back at like all the black like athletes and superstars in WWE, I was like, oh, well. Let me name the like name them and say like what have they done? And none of them have done much. Like remember when um uh Naomi was walking around doing the fucking uh what do you call it? The the highlighter shit where she was like she would come in and slide down the She's still doing that. Mm-hmm. She's still doing that. And where she like, it's where you don't she watch career wise. Yeah, right now she she's feuding with your favorite person <laughs> of all time. Shayna Baszler. Like I said, what has she done lately? If you were sliding down the ramp to fight Ronda Rousey Jr., that's a fucking problem. 
<laughs> Not Ronda Rousey Jr. <laughs> I don't think she's Ronda Rousey Jr. She she's literally she's yeah, she's literally yeah. yeah she's Ronda Rousey from the MMA. The issue is they can't get Ronda Rousey to come back because that's definitely what they want Ronda Rousey to be like when she comes back. But the issue is she is just. She she really loves uh, Roddy Piper and rest in peace to him. But with that being said, the releases were terrible. They were so bad. That, like they didn't even have to be big names. And like those are actually talents that can actually further the brand for you in five years. Mm-hmm. But you're, mm-hmm. you're stuck. You're stuck on Edge. Edge has so much. He has gray hair in spots that don't need gray hair. Like what the <laughs> fuck is going, like no like. And, and, and this isn't to be like you know, like suspect at all. But I'm like, yo, like this man, like has like gray chest hair. Like it's time for him to go. <laughs> like remember, remember when I'm, I'm gonna give you a pivotal point in WWE, and I'm gonna try to tie it into Edge, right? Do you remember when Triple H, like, I think Monday night for it was like a WrestleMania, like WrestleMania week. That Monday he had hair. That WrestleMania, mm-hmm. he was bald. And everybody's like, yo, what the fuck? Just what? Like, yo, mm-hmm. you just had hair like four days ago. What, what is what is happening? That's right. how I feel about Edge. It's like every time I see him, he gets older. And you can tell when the wrestlers start looking old because they start looking mm-hmm. like you, you ever like take bread out of a bag and like the bag just gets like smaller and smaller. Like that that's what they their skin looks like. It just looks like empty mm-hmm. bags of like bread. And <laughs> Brock Brock Lesnar, he came back looking like Mr. Miyagi. So I'm like, we got this shit going on. Then you have uh Goldberg, he's walking around. I'm like, why? Like why? hmm Yeah. And, uh, and, and as far keep- as this whole cuts, yeah, as far as the whole thing with budget cuts, I mean you have Brock Lesnar on the payroll, which I, yeah, he's a farmer too, but he's not a consistent performer. Like he's there if you wanna pop a mania or something like that so you have people like him on the roster you're paying people like a goldberg i'm pretty sure edge isn't cheap either so it's like and we kind of talked about this earlier it's like who do you have to really further your brand in the next five years like there's really nobody you know what i'm saying so when it's time for the roman reigns to step aside who do you have exactly and the thing is like all it takes all it takes is one roman injury and the fucking company goes down if he has yeah. to be out for mm-hmm. longer than three months, that company mm-hmm. tanks. Yep. Like, tanks. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, you spent four and a half years getting him to that point, and then when he's there, there's nobody else that he can fight because mm-hmm. you're bringing in legacy people for him to fight three mm-hmm. or four pay-per-views in a row. I don't want to yep. see that shit. Now, when you look at all the talent that have walked away, that they could have built up, that are gone now, and he won't be coming back, mm-hmm. it makes CM Punk Look right. It makes heart look right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, what? What is? I'm at the point now with Vince. I pray on his downfall, but I also want the actual wrestlers and the talent to be happy, knowing that they have a future somewhere. But you know, Pam said this earlier when it came to this like branding. Like WWE is hoping that they release so many people that they go to AEW and then they just buy AEW. Mm. Uh, I hope that really does not happen. Like, I I don't want that to 
happened. I really, truly, because, I mean, wrestling really, wrestling really suffered after Vince bought them out because there was like no real competition, and it was like that for a solid decade. Like when there was just no competition, so it's like I really hope that is not happening. I don't see that happening just because Tony Khan acts as if his money literally grows on trees. So I don't see that <laughs> happening. I don't. I feel as though they're making smart plays, smart moves. They're caring to their audience, which is something that WWE has not been doing for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say uh, we do have another person um, that's actually going to join in. So oh, wow. Martha okay. has been uh, leaving voice notes. And yeah. he would like to to join the discussion. So hopefully we can get him in here, get his side, you know, see what he thinks. So Marco, whenever you are ready, the floor is yours. Tell us your thoughts. And not and not dialing your mama. That is definitely Vince. Mc, that is Vince McMahon calling and saying, "Why in the hell are y'all talking about me right now?" No, I mean it was going back to these releases. I think a lot of these releases also tie into what we spoke about earlier with the fiend character. And I think a lot of these people are Vince almost feel like he failed, whether it was Keith Lee and the medical issue that shelved him for a while, and then him Keith Lee agreeing to Bearcat or saying Bearcat was a tribute to the past wrestler. The thing was, was Bearcat wasn't around for a while. Not many people knew of Bearcat right to make that connection. And I think that's what they kind of hoped for. That's what they wanted. It did not work. And I mean, the same thing with Cross. I think no one's going to ever admit it, but I think WWE bit themselves in the ass with getting rid of Scarlet and bringing in the gladiator gear and hurting this character. Um, so I think they're simply making room on the roster so that way they can show guys like Kevin Owens. Because if you put Karrion Cross in these matches, someone else is going to be taking a step back out of matches. And then that's when you get somebody else that leaves and goes to AEW or that leaves and goes somewhere else on their own. Yeah. So I think it was kind of an, an, another clean out where... We waste we wasted their time. We wasted our own time. Let's just cut our losses now before we drag them through any more mud and drag ourselves through any more mud. Because if they keep Keith Lee, again, they could have kept Keith Lee and they could have kept Karen and they could have got rid of Mace. I mean, Mace has very little experience. He was the announcer that got F5 by Brock and then disappeared and then came back into retribution. I mean... I think it's just it's that was WWE's way of almost doing it of that in that context of cutting our losses and focusing on who we do have. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Big E, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Shinsuke, and then as they're bringing up these new guys in NXT when they did this revamp of NXT, you got um, Breaker, Von Wagner, these guys that, that WWE is showing that they want this homegrown talent. They don't want these tremendous indie guys because the minute that they change a character, I feel the WWE even thinks that they lost hope because the fans already have this outlook on a person like killer cross came in from the Indies and everybody had this outlook of killer cross. So they had to keep his character somewhat aligned to that character. Otherwise it would have been a total flop. 
and Triple H did do that with the Fall and Pray and the Doomsday. It all kind of tied in together where it kept Keith carrying Cross as Killer Cross. But once they did this Gladiator gimmick and they kind of just, it lost Mystique and it was kind of like, yeah. all right, now we're kind of back to, to zero with him. Right. They are I definitely agree. Uh, yeah. I think that uh, it went down after that Adam Cole promo. Adam Cole literally went and he uh, he he sent him downhill. Like, that was it. It just took him literally saying, they have to do all of this for you, get you the girl, the entrance music, the theatrics. And for them to Adam Cole over, all they got to do is ring the bell. And when he said that, that was it. It's like he went straight downhill and it's just been, it's been trash. And going back to these tag team and these weird matchups um did i just see uh what's what's his name um uh, that was just beefing with mustafa ali uh Mansoor and cesaro, cesaro. Mansoor yeah. and cesaro yeah. i think that was just the, i think that was just you know the the glue the glue two superstars together so that they could put mm-hmm. one so they could put los lotharios over as a tag team yeah. they can give them like a, mm-hmm. their first official win as a tag team they're not i don't think Mansoor and cesaro are going to be sticking together i think it was kind of just a a run-of-the-mill thing. Yeah, I really, truly hope so. And Ricochet are you is it back. On, uh, are you watching it on mute, or are you watching the thing? I'm watching it on mute, um, of because, course. Because um, Roman earlier, when they were in the locker room, um, they were making com- he was making comments to the Osus about how they lost last week. And he said, Ooh. you keep acting like this, we're going to be considered as bad as Raw. <gasps> <laughs> and I was like, oof. I was like, I wonder if it would be okay to do that, to talk down about the A show like that. Because uh, it's clearly not like, the A show no more. It's not. Yeah. No, notice every, every time we say, it, it has every been. time we say something negative, every time he says something negative, <laughs> Vince <rings>. calls. <laughs> That's been I mean, something that has been the A since Shane and Daniel Bryan were in there, because we knew SmackDown was always the better show. I mean, SmackDown's always, yeah, we're always tried to have the marquee talent, but it, everyone always seemed to always have that attraction to SmackDown more. Mm-hmm. I think also because it's only all of two hours. It's not yeah, three hours. hours yeah. And it's also given us more wrestling. Yeah, way yeah. more wrestling. Yep. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Raw, I, mm-mm. Absolutely not. Wow, Ricochet just slapped Drew McIntyre. Yep. Wow. There's somebody who could have easily been holding a uh intercontinental uh, title or north or oh uh, yeah. Definitely. Um United mm-hmm. States championship easily. Yeah. And he still hasn't had a chance at either of those reigns. Mm-hmm. No, I mean but seeing a ball of the championship. Look, see, see. Vince calling. <laughs> See, I knew it. I fucking knew it. Vince don't like what you're saying, Marco. <laughs> it's that damn Vince. It's it is that damn Vince. Vince said, "Hey, listen, listen, listen. Y'all talking about it's these almost, shows? It's I'm almost self-destructive. Work. It's almost self-destructive. Like you're you're just trying to destruct your business. You know, I, mean, I talked to somehow. my friend who works for WWE, and he's in the audio video." department ah, and mm-hmm. i spoke to him during the 
I want to say it was during, like right. It was either the cuts right before Bray and Braun or the cuts following Bray and Braun. And he said it's very tense. He said it's been tense in the office. He said he said people are just unsure of themselves. He's like I. He's like people above me who have been, who have been here for a while. They're they're applying to other jobs. Their jobs are now like unsure where they they were kind of like this is my career and I love my career. They're kind of in that position where they were like, mm. I could be cut tomorrow. Like, let me start putting my resume out there. Let me start trying to enhance myself more than what I have been doing these last couple of years because things aren't the same. Wow. Which I thought was interesting. I mean, and he is one of the newer guys. That's why I reached out to him off the bat was because I was like, oh, let me see what he's up to. And he said, like, wow. yeah, or so not as many of, of course, the bag office people have been cut. I mean, there are, there has been cuts, but. He said it's just people who were there and who are in their late thirties or forties and who say this is my career are hmm. now putting we're now putting together resumes and God forbid. I wow. mean they have WWE as their resume. So of course if you send your resume out to other stations and other shows, you're gonna get yeah. looked at because it is a prestigious brand. It is a, a known brand, but just knowing that these people do have this uncertainty, it's it's interesting. Yeah, Vince is going to sell to the highest bidder. I said this before; he does not want Stephanie and uh, Triple H to have that business at all. Which he is unfortunate. Is I mean, but the thing is, like when you know we went to WrestleMania 30, I said that I was like, "Yo, like some, something didn't feel right." And the whole Undertaker streak yeah. ending, I was like, "Oh yeah, that that was the yeah. end for me," in my personal opinion. So looking back at that, and then looking now at like. Even a talent that you had at WrestleMania 30, they're all gone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, like like with the Nia Jax, like I don't hate her as much as I like put on. It's just more so. It's like you don't know what to do with them because you have this idea that let's do whatever worked in the 90s again, and a lot of that shit mm-hmm. doesn't work. So the only reason I give Vince the blame is because in my eyes, what he's trying to do is one sell to the highest bidder get the you know the most you know, the higher paid people off the books but don't you know he doesn't want to promote from within so if you came from nxt he doesn't fuck with you and the reason why is triple h has pretty much proven that he has an eye for talent and that was always mm-hmm. vince's thing and mm-hmm. vince, mm-hmm. vince has he has yeah. grasped the concept of you don't have the eye for talent it's just everybody wanted to work for wwe now nobody right. wants to work for WWE because they don't know if their job's going to be secure in two years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. better products being put out. There's just like the only difference with uh, different wrestling companies is yes, they're putting out better content, but there's not enough money to pay everyone. Like AEW eventually is going to burst at the seams, and then Vince, which mm-hmm. like I said a couple minutes ago, is he's going to be like, "Yep, they got to come to me because I got the money. I'm the bank." Yeah, and. AEW's like, yo, we gotta pay all these people. And Vince is like, welcome home. Welcome mm-hmm. home. He's gonna be like the like you, you all have to come back to me because I'm Vince. It, it'll probably be when he's like on his deathbed, but he's definitely gonna be like, like come to me because I, I gotta give you know Peacock their money anyway. Like he's trying to do that. But mm-hmm. I, I I'm I'm at the point with Vince, and it's not even WWE because I feel like they would do so much better if he disappeared. If he said, you know what? I'm a little bit too old for this shit, but it's one of those things where nobody in his family, Shane included, could ever do right or better in his eyes. That's why mm-hmm. his wife, Linda, she was in the business for a while. She got the fuck out of it. 
Shane mm-hmm. got the fuck out of it and came back when he realized there was nothing else you can do. When you're 35 years old and you're like, you know what? Like, I never really had a career because I worked for my dad my entire fucking life. And then mm-hmm. I can't go to anybody that's a competitor because I'll be seen as Vince's son trying to move their way through the ranks. And the reason for that is because Vince fucked up his name and he fucked up the McMahon name for all wrestling business. Like yeah. every everybody that's gone and left WWE or WWF, they the only reason they go back is when it's time to pay the bills. Like mm-hmm. when the, when the Dudley Boys came back, and I was like, "Yo, like Devon's not like I don't want to hear get the table when you're like fucking forty eight. Like no, I want to hear that <laughs> dumbass shit. So <laughs> with, with Vince, and I'll, I'll land here when it comes to WWE, I give Vince all the blame, and the reason for that is they have not been successful. In years, I think the peak of their success was bringing Rock and Cena back, and even then, that was an ass match. Both of them, yeah. That that was the height. That was like the, the top of the iceberg. And ever since then, it's just like, okay, yeah, we have all this talent around Roman Reigns, but you know what? We can build them. So in five years, yeah, we've seen it for the 18th time, like we did with the fucking uh, Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys, or other people versus the, you know this person. But you know what? We have Roman Reigns fighting. Everybody but the good talent from NXT. And guess why? They went to AEW. Or guess why? Because you pretty much, you brought them up and you buried them. Mm-hmm. And, and the women included. Because I, I think the women division died, in my personal opinion, when Ric Flair got fired. And the reason why I said that is mm-hmm. because that's Charlotte's daddy. I don't give a fuck what anybody mm-hmm. says. You fire Charlotte's daddy. Her fiance's gone. And now she wants out. If she mm-hmm. ups and leaves, and we have to see fucking Becky Lynch when, God, like, you remember when, uh, yeah, when Nikki Bella, she just held the title for so fucking long, people forgot that it was a title. They were like, oh, mm-hmm. who's, who's the champion for like 400 and something? Oh, it's Nikki Bella? Yeah, she only fought three times that year, but what the fuck ever? Cool. <laughs> Becky Lynch Becky is going to be gonna, The Becky Aura, I mean, it, it's drying up, but it's going to dry up a lot quicker if Charlotte gets injured again or if she leaves because mm-hmm. Sasha is not and, consistent enough. And I mean, as, as if, even Bianca being there is great, but you can't just have Becky and Bianca carry the company, carry the division. Yeah. Well, and here's the, here's the fucked up part about that. The two people that you mentioned have families. The, um, like Bianca, mm-hmm. whenever she decides to have a baby, that's mm-hmm. done. She, she can't. She can't come back. And I hate to make it a, a race thing, but when the black like females leave for like pregnancy or to start families, they don't come back. Jacqueline, right? They don't come back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what, what, what's the woman who was on TNA? Uh, I want uh, Awesome Kong. Uh, awesome Kong. Know, yeah. Got, yeah. Yeah. Never came back. Um, what, what's her name? Uh, Naomi. Like I don't know if she had a kid or not, but like she she. I think she had that ACL injury or something like that. And when yeah. she left, like she left and she came back, her career wasn't the fucking same. Mm-hmm. Like imagine being like the most like powerful like figure. And I, even outside of like the race thing, when it came to Becky Lynch, they're like, oh, well, like what? what yeah, that's the one thing had? I didn't oh, like. Uh, that was especially what I didn't like about it is that it, it, they didn't bring her back to build her and they built her. They brought her back straight to where she, like if Charlotte would have done that, mm-hmm. like if they would have done that to Charlotte, like it would have caused hell on earth. Oh yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. and the, and the fans yeah. ate it up with Becky coming back. I just don't think it's right. right. It's, and the fact that it yeah. happened to Bianca like that, it was it was totally wrong yeah. for her too. There was no reason. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like she was gone for a freak injury, and it was a three. It was a two month thing. She had a baby. She was gone for well over a year. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. She, but the but, division build, be, be, Bianca had time in, Sasha put time in, even Bailey had all this time in before Bailey got injured, of course. But mm-hmm. there was no reason for that Becky thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me, is why the women's uh, division of like WWE can't succeed. Every woman who like gets to that height, they just they decide they want to start families because they're already fucking 33, 34 years old. They've like climbed like climbed the ranks and they've waited their turn. But when they wait their turn, or honestly, if you like Ronda Rousey, she got the belt and all of a sudden she's gone. She goes and starts mm-hmm. a family. It's like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, she already she's has the money too. Back. Yeah, but that's the thing. She had the money and now she has the family. There's not a snowball chance in hell Rousey comes back. And if she does, you're like, yo, like, what's going to happen if she goes and does it again? She's going to, you know, she has the baby. Congratulations to them. She comes back. And then she says, you know what? This isn't for me. I want to spend some more time with my family. I want my schedule to be like Brock Lesnar's. Then you're like, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. Now we got to appease her. So Rousey, she's... And Ronda Rousey's nowhere know, near Brock Lesnar, even wrestling-wise, oh, because Ronda Rousey but, only had four matches prior to leaving. Mm-hmm. But that, that's the thing. That's the thing. They she didn't have a five or, as the she didn't have a five or ten year. Yeah, yeah, but they paint her like the female Brock Lesnar. And if if and when she comes back, it's going to be that. Oh, I want to start yeah. my family, but you know, just know I am the polarizing like. Oh, and God forbid if Charlotte leaves, yo, we'll never get away from fucking Rousey holding the belt and then going away to have a kid, and then she comes mm-hmm. back and she gets a title match. It's going to happen. But also, the same thing with Becky. Becky Lynch. If Becky goes and gets pregnant again or gets injured again, you know, that division is done because Charlotte's already two feet out of the door. She just has her arm mm-hmm. holding the doorknob. She's literally mm-hmm. trying to get... Oh, yeah. Uh, and and mm-hmm. you can't build people fast enough because the people you were trying to build, no disrespect, are fucking garbage. You brought back Eva Marie twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> we talked about her too. Like, why? No reason for that. No reason for that. I mean, I don't know if that was to even intro. Maybe it was. Maybe it was a whole. The purpose was to intro Dewdrop or Piper, however you want to call her. Maybe that was the reason to bring her back was to use her as a manager, as a valet to to give somebody else the spotlight by sharing the spotlight with her, and then having her be gone. And at least now that person is somehow built. But again, they probably paid her much more than what they even needed to pay her for what she did and for what she's worth to wrestling. But that, that's the thing. Why bring back people and pay them more and then give them less to do? That that's actually fucking stupid. Like, hey, Eva mm-hmm. Marie, what we're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna build up your re-release to WWE. Like, yeah, you're coming back. Let's build you up to be this like person, and then you get here and it's like, oh, it's just fucking Eva Marie. Like, remember when yeah. they tried to repackage Emma as Emma Lucian mm-hmm. and that shit lasted mm-hmm. one Monday and then they're like, oh, yeah. that work. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that doesn't work. They built that up for four months. Like everybody's like, oh, mm-hmm. like evolution. What the fuck is it? Emma, what? The most mm-hmm. recent Elias. Yeah. I was yeah. betting money that, like you guys were saying before, Jackson Riker was done, was gonna be on the the newest batch of releases because I figured they were gonna use Jackson Riker to end off Elias so that Elias can get repackaged and come back and release Jackson Riker in that time. But we have a new batch of releases, Jackson Riker's still there. Elias had four or five promos or vignettes or builds to come back prior to the draft. The draft happens. He doesn't even get drafted. And now it's, mm-hmm. it's, he's in no, no man's land. Well, that's because they're waiting to release him after WrestleMania. And the reason mm-hmm. for that, like, at this point, like the WWE, if you aren't The Rock's cousin 
or your family to Triple H and stuff, or you're not somebody who wrestled in like 2004, they're pretty much like, fuck you. Like you're here to like bow down to the, the legacy people who are here. The issue is so many of them, you know, God rest the dead. So many of them have died or have drug problems or honestly just can't wrestle anymore that they're just like, you know what? Just come mm-hmm. back for the check. I could have sworn they were like, yo, like if Edge wrestled one more time and he took the wrong bump, he's dead. It wasn't even like he's paralyzed. Yeah. No, he's fucking mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. So when I saw him do like a false count anywhere match, I was like, this is fucking crap. What is going yo, mm-hmm. you Well, that's why they put him and- with Randy Orton, somebody who's going to take care of him. They're not going to put him in that kind of a match with. They're not going to put that kind of. They're not going to put him in that kind of a match with Strowman or with Corbin or with. Oh, absolutely. Someone like that because they knew Randy Orton would take care of him. They knew Randy Orton and Edge both had a past, so they both know each other. So they both would have great chemistry, and it would it would mesh well. And that's the one thing that they're doing right with Edge currently is that they're pairing him with excellent people. But if you have if Vince gets on a high horse and decides to pair him with someone that's new mm-hmm. and should try to build that new person or to give that new person some shine and then something happens, it's it's going to backfire in a lot of people's face. But, yeah. but, the, but the thing is, it, it's pro- it's proven you can have old, aged-out wrestlers just help and develop new talent. MVP, mm-hmm. he's, he's not even helping new talent. He's helping another old guy build himself up, and it worked. So why the fuck can't Edge do that? Like when yeah. MV, when I, uh, Br- uh, Bobby Lashley, said, uh, yeah. absolutely, yeah, the Hurt Business, that shit helped Bobby Lashley so much. Like, I actually mm-hmm. don't even hate well, it. Well, that's what, is, that's what was needed, and that's what, yeah. It, it Bobby Lashley that's, always had his promo issue. He was never able yeah. to hold a promo. Yeah. And MVP gave him that resurgence, and MVP gave him that opportunity, and it, it was a, the best move, and that's why if they have someone that Edge could have paired well with, like, I mean, in the same context, they're great rivals, and Edge could have, done that to Seth Rollins, but Seth Rollins has no problems with promos, so there's no reason to yeah. pair that kind of pair together. But well, that, That's I, like I, us, I, us as fans, like us as fans, like we have this idea of like, since we're the people watching it, we kind of know what we want and what other fans want, and it's like, why can't you just listen to the fans? You listened when Daniel Bryan was like, oh, like, you know, everybody was yeah. like, oh, like, we're not saying yes for the 18th straight week because we just want to say fucking yes. We want him to mm-hmm. win a title at WrestleMania. And guess what? Right. He won the fucking title. The fans were happy. You were happy because you made more money than you could have ever fucking imagined in New Orleans. Then you try to follow that up mm-hmm. with another WrestleMania. And it was like, it, it wasn't 30 though. Like, was it 33 to where they went back to New Orleans? And it wasn't like WrestleMania yeah, I think 30. It was 33. The matches were good. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't as mm-hmm. good. So for me, what I see, like, uh, Xavier Woods, right? King of the Ring. I, in my personal opinion, why not partner him up with Booker T? That other shit that they, they do with the bootios and shit, they can wait. You don't have to come out every week with a fucking tru- a, tr- a trumpet and shit talking about New Day rocks. Like, how about we take the King of the Ring serious? Yeah. Like, how, I mean, how about we actually make that shit? Because that would be it would be prime for a heel turn for Xavier because it's due. I mean, and it would be it would it would also upset a lot of people because a lot of people the new day is the new day to a lot of people. But I, it's time. I, you're right. Booker T should come out and they should have Booker T be Xavier's piece and be like, listen, I want King of the Ring and you got to hold this title to prestige. Have Xavier stab Kobe Mm -hmm. Kofi in the back. Like, let start off the bat with 
some fireworks, something shocking, something that's going to obviously piss people off. But you know what? It'll get people talking. It'll be something that was not expected because Vince right now is thinking about the money that the New Day brings in. And Vince does not want to lose that money because of the amount right. of T-shirts wanna- and the amount of merchandise and that $10 a box studios is selling off the shelves. Yeah, but the thing is, you don't even have to break. You don't even have to break up the new day. You can literally have Xavier Woods and uh, Kofi just still be new day, but he can also be a singles like match person. Where it's like, yo, I am the king of the ring. That can take a seat. We already know who the new day are. They've been this new day right. for fucking seven, eight years now. Like that's fine. You're still gonna make your money hand over fist with that. But nobody wants to see for another three years. New day rocks. That shit is old. New day, new day. It's not even new anymore. It's the old. De- they've been doing it for almost a decade. Come on. That's why I was, I was the happiest I was when I when they split them up for that draft, and a lot, a lot of people yeah. hated it. But I said it's time. Give Big E yeah, a shot. Yeah. Big E cannot win a belt being a mm-hmm. part of the New Day. Big E needs a push. Yeah. He's not going to get a push being a third, being in a three man group. It's not going to happen. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. The only place that that happens is New Japan, where you have gigantic factions because the factions don't oh, yeah. sit together all the all every day, every exactly. event. Everyone's in a mm-hmm. faction, but they don't come out with that faction and are only known for that faction. So, like, that's why, exactly. like, I'm Big E, I wanted Big E for that push. Like, the only chance he had was when he first came out with Dolph Ziggler and was Dolph Ziggler's bodyguard. Like, if he broke away from that and he was would have been able to grow a championship from there, but it didn't happen. It, whatever this, that happened with that in history and then the new day happened and that of course kept him in the picture for a long time and i'm I'm happy for it but i was ready for Big E to have that push and to have that solo career that he deserves yeah yeah i'm just i'm happy that we all kind of agree at the fact that this is like we know what fans want of wrestling i just wish that the person who owned the business it's like being an employee of a company and the boss doesn't listen and it's wondering why the work production is trash and people keep leaving mm-hmm. because it's not a it's not a it's not a welcoming like work environment. The morale is down, and clearly he he sees this shit. But also Vince is like, let's just get the top heavy people out of the way so we can pay the top heavy people. Like all the people like that he's released that could build the roster and actually put other people over. He's like, nah, I think I'm good with five people. I'm good mm-hmm. with Roman and all of the Rock's cousins and oh, except for Nia Jax, like actually let her go. Like that's fine. Cause what we'll do is we need to let somebody go so they can either make the hall of fame in four years or guess what? Whenever she does come back because she has nowhere else to go and she'll take the vet minimum, she's going to come right back. And we're like, Oh, well, wait, didn't you just fire her? Oh, you did. Didn't you? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, okay. She's back. You know, it's going to happen. Nia Jax has no, I can, I mean, I, I, I can see them actually using Nia Jax as like a Titus O'Neil. Like they're going to use her back, yeah. back in the scenes. Like they're going to, they're going to hire her back mm. as more as the business aspect. She's going to be doing the speeches. She's going to be speaking to women. Like I can see her big time doing those types of conferences because yep. I, I, I'm going back to her knee injuries. Like, I don't think her knees are going to be able to support a career for her for a long time. Like she may come back for a small stint, yeah. but I don't see it lasting another three or four years like she's at seven years already like with with her 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 best role would have been as soon as renee young left put her in that seat like she has all the wrestling knowledge in the world and you notice why not put her there you don't need to go and hire two other people and you know not even just the women but men as well just put her in a seat her ass right next to booker t that way whenever he's saying something as an honest stupid like you know what actually she has a little bit more knowledge 
she's a woman wrestler, right? Get a woman right. wrestler yep. to commentate on women's wrestling. Like, yeah, like Beth Phoenix. Yeah, like Beth Phoenix. I mean, yeah, like Beth. I mean, Beth Phoenix has brought a great energy and a great voice to NXT. So, I mean, it's it's true. They could definitely. I mean, they can use her on the desk, not even pay per views, but even on a Raw or on a SmackDown or on a main event where they so showcase more women or when they just showcase wrestlers talent in general. Yeah, well, I, I'm just I'm just happy at the fact that. You know, Vince has roughly uh, uh, about like four months left. I I added to it on Monday, so he has four more months. Um, I'm going I'm going to give him till WrestleMania, and the reason why I'm giving him till WrestleMania is because I feel like at this point, like if Roman doesn't lose the belt at Royal Rumble and has to redeem himself for WrestleMania, like WrestleMania is not going to sell out. It's going to be bad, and the reason for that, there's officially no one for him to fight. Like by WrestleMania, there's no one. That, that is capable of fighting him in a big stage. You you ruined mm-hmm. the Cena thing for us, so that's dead. Uh, unless you have Ric Flair or Shawn Michaels come back and it's like, hey, it's a re- retirement match. No, uh, everybody else is already at AEW that we want to fight Roman, so that's kind of dead. Um, so unless they end up buying AEW or we end up finding like what other wrestlers from like the early, like the two thousands can go and fight like Roman Reigns and it would matter. Like DD The Rock. Like that's the only person. The Rock. But the, yeah, the, the Rock. Rock. Yeah. The thing The Rock, they they wanted to bring the Rock back a couple of years ago, but they couldn't do to his uh, movie productions and he came being mm-hmm. not he couldn't take the chance of getting injured. Well now he owns his movie production company, so he basically makes his own contract. So he doesn't have that clause yeah. per se that he did have five or six years ago when they wanted him to come back and he did that little rock bottom to Rusev instead and that and walked away. He he probably has a little bit more freedom with himself. Yeah. Okay, so you know what? I, I can see that happening, and the only reason I can see that happening is because Black Adam comes out next year, and he's going to yep. want as much free promo as possible. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's going yeah, to do that fight for him. my cousin. He'll, he'll do it, but then after, where does wrestling go? Because if that's um, be the you end bring of the in. End, you bring John Cena back, and John Cena brings back his brother. And now you have cousins versus brothers, John Cena and Vin Diesel. And, and you know what? Th- and that's to be SummerSlam. Real. John Cena and Vin Diesel versus The Rock and Roman <laughs> at SummerSlam. It's been real. And there's, there's your 2022. <laughs> Thank y'all for letting me be on the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back into the audience now because that is the wildest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I'm going back to the audience, man. I love y'all. I'll see y'all. <laughs> we love you too, Greg. Thanks for coming by and yes, uh, talk with us. Of course. Third yes. episode. Yes. Ooh, child. Y'all had ooh, so many, so many great points. Um, yeah, that was awesome. We truly appreciate it. The point was that. the best. Vin Diesel and Tina. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> the brothers and cousins. That might be the best thing for this. <laughs> Oh my! God. <laughs> I definitely would not want to see that. I'm definitely gonna. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past Vince, but I think it's a little ways away. I, I don't think. I don't think that's. It's a big shot of. I don't think it's happening. You but, like you said, uh, you can't it, put it, it past Vince. I see hit row. Hit row without BFAB. Uh. Hit row without BFAB. I just turned and I don't see hit row. I see Happy Corbin. And uh, yeah, I'm um, a little bit ahead of you then. 
Yes, you're a lot ahead of me. I'm uh, yeah, No, it's, it was it was right after. <laughs> no, it was it was it was right after that. It's it's right after this match. There, mm. they it's it's in the back. It's a backstage promo. Oh, like wow. like yeah, you so said, that's what they've been doing mostly. Backstage promos to say, "Oh, look, see, we had some wrestling." I don't like that. I'm not liking how they're trying to switch up. Um, whatever it is they're doing or who they're listening to, they are not listening to the correct people because yeah. um, well, this I mean, isn't I, working. I could, the same could be said with AEW. Like, I love everything they're doing with Daniel Bryan. But in that same breath, I can't stand what they're doing with CM Punk. Um, yeah. CM Punk is doing what he wants to do. That's the thing. Yeah, this but at the same wants. time, it's 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 he, what he wants to do. But he's saying he wants to put over talent. And I'm not even talking about the matches at this point. I'm talking about every, pretty much every week since he's been back. Tuesday or Friday night, he does a promo. And then the other night, he does a he does a match. Dynamite yeah. is only... Uh, Dynam... Um, Rampage is only an hour. Rampage yeah. is only an hour. He comes out for a promo. You're taking out one of these new guys' opportunities to showcase mm-hmm. himself. You're taking out Cage. Just like everyone's been talking about, Brian Cage could be the first potential AEW transfer to WWE because he came into AEW excited, looking forward to having a huge company to showcase talent. And he has done nothing. Yes, his promos are on par with Bobby Lashley. He does need a mouthpiece, which putting him together with Taz, great. But now you add Hook, you add Ricky Starks, who really doesn't need a group. Yeah, he's a young talent, so that does get him more exposure. But Brian Cage would have done the most with Taz as just them two for six to eight months. They didn't need to put Hobbs and Ricky Starks into that mix immediately. Because now you're eight months into it and Cage is nowhere to be found. I think he's, isn't he injured? He posted um, yesterday that I think he's wrestling this weekend or next weekend for another promotion. So he's definitely, he's, he's, I mean, I, and I I follow Melissa Santos and she as well has voiced her um, opinion and um, frustration with Cage's treatment. I feel as though people go into AEW feeling like, okay, when I get here, I'm going to be like at the top. Not understanding yeah. that one, the people who you think is booking the shows are not booking the shows. Um, you can go to the Kennys, the the Cody's, whoever. Um, I'm not even going to get into Roots to the Top and the craziness that happened during that show. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like they stated, Tony Khan is the head booker um and as my sources in AEW, as i have said in previous um shows basically trying to get to either a kenny a bucks a tony khan is hard because Mm -hmm. you're not the only one going to them saying hey put me on tv put me on tv i feel as though the issue with brian cage is that brian cage is not over um me personally i'm not a fan of brian cage i don't see the hype i don't think he's that good i feel as though he has the body type quote unquote the big buff beefy dude yeah but as far as him actually wrestling like even him in lucha underground i did not did not get the hype at all um this this is a big guy that's doing he's that's why like it's very it's not a key status but it's he's got 
he's got more than what you expect. He could do more than Bobby Lashley in a ring. That's true. That is when have true. Have you seen Bobby Lashley do a tope or do a hurricane run off the top rope or <laughs> whatnot? Like it's he does have this. He does have a style that people wouldn't expect to see come out of that body. Just like the attraction to Keith Lee. No one expects Keith Lee to be Keith Lee. And that's one of the first things that you're drawn to about Keith Lee. That is true. I will also say that what else I'm drawn to in regards to Keith Lee is his charisma. Like you stated. Of course. Yeah. He doesn't have a mouthpiece. He needs a mouthpiece. He needs like not just any mouthpiece, but to be honest, I feel like he needs, he needs Melissa, but a feistier side of Melissa. He needs someone that's actually going to like, like a Zelina will say, because Zelina, even though she, she's great on the mic, she's also great on the fly. So if you throw her mm-hmm. a curveball, she can adapt immediately. And I feel as though that's yep. what he needs because when he was wrestling, the people, no one was cheering for him. And this is from someone who was in the crowd while he was wrestling. Nobody was really cheering for him when he was coming out. He wasn't really over. He wasn't getting no traction. So I feel as though that's why they kind of put him on the back burner because no one was really where, rooting for him. Where was his consistency? And that's that's the thing too, is that a lot of these guys, and it's not even Cage, it's a lot of these guys. There's no consistency. And when they do have consistency, it's all broken. One week, Eddie Kingston and, and Lance Archer hate each other. Two weeks later, they aren't seen, but two weeks later now they're helping each other out against Death Triangle or something. Yeah. You're right, no, but I that's the Khan thing. On the other end, uh oh, yep, you got Tony Khan calling you saying, "Listen now." <laughs> First time you open your mouth about my company, I don't like what you're saying. <laughs> well, I will definitely say that um, as far as booking, again, um, per my sources, it's hard to get booked and to get booked. Um, stable like a stable booking the problem is like i've heard tony khan is booking aew as dream matches every single week there's no real storytelling and yeah. i think that's the problem um like of course. i mean you're, they're miro, booking we're, those we're, that are no over the defenses miro miro just gave god's favorite champion promos every other week like wh- how many matches did he have as champion uh, on that's on dark point. on on elevation because like I feel like I saw Miro more as a promo like it was like an up and coming superstar than in actual championship matches. That is true, but the same could be said for Sammy Guevara. Which, yeah, well, Sammy Guevara is still he's a champion for a month. So I mean, yeah, he's he's gonna have his first match this week, I guess, or he had it this week against. I'm he still on my vacation week. mode, so I have not caught up yet with AEW. <laughs> We know, Mr. Portugal. We, we, we jealous. We know. See, Tony don't like that. Tony said you need to be watching his shows. Um, <laughs> I will definitely say the way that they're treating this TNT championship, um, again, I didn't like it. I didn't like the way that they even treated the New Japan oh. uh, U.S. championship. And when they yeah. Mox had it for so long, he fought all these men that could have took it back to Japan. Then he faces Lance Archer. Lance Archer loses. His very first time defending the championship against Tanahashi, and he loses it to Tanahashi. Like, why are we literally playing? It's kind of like that whole Raw Women's Championship match that Sasha and Charlotte had when each person, oh, you get a title match. No, you get a title match. No, you get a title match. Like, mm-hmm. that's how it, it felt in regards to that that championship. Oh, 
Don't so, worry, your girl Jade is taking that TBS championship. She better. I, That's I know one you were thing asking, I will say. You were asking about her before. She's done. She's gonna take it because they can't put her against Britt. So they're gonna give her the TBS. There's there's no other there's no other place for her to to go because she's still a little too green, I think, to go for Britt and to to beat Britt. Yeah. So I think they're gonna have her have that TBS championship, and she's gonna she's gonna carry that rampage, that rampage TBS show for a bit until she uh until she gets a little bit more padding and then maybe takes a loss to somebody of Thunder Rosa, Chris Statlander, someone of that, and then maybe you see her start being taken a bit more seriously where she is challenging Brit and she's putting her name into that that echelon. Because right now she's sitting top rank, but you really only hearing about Britt Baker, Chris Statlander, Ruby Soho, and now you're getting a bit of Anna Jay and Taya or Tay. I still feel as though um I, I still 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 um just personally I don't get the Britt Baker hype. Um I feel as though yeah. Her being over is because her chant is just easy. DND. It's easy to chant. It's not much to do. Um, but the same people that I've seen chant DND are the same people that I've also seen not understand the hype in regards to Britt Baker. Um, I personally have, and I'm sorry, Britt, I feel as though for someone that's been here for how long? How, how long have you been wrestling? How long have you been with Adam Cole? And you're not yeah. getting lessons from Adam Cole because her wrestling is yeah. not that good. She is no, not and, and that mean, good. She people I think thought she was better than she was, but especially when she was when AEW was first starting and she was being paired with that greener talent as well. She was injured. She got injury after injury. Like it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't works or whatever it was. It was. She was getting injured because it was just bad pairings. It was inexperience on both sides, uh, on multiple sides, and it was happening. And it wasn't like she she went away for a month, broke her nose, and came back and was this brand new wrestler. She's very some. I mean, I think she just got more consistent, which a lot of people didn't have, and which she didn't have in the beginning because she didn't have the health to stay consistent because of her injuries. Yeah, and then also remember she was also in uh, dentist school still. Yeah, so that yeah, also she was still, played a yeah. factor. As course. well, but uh, which also I just, probably hindered the training. I mean, that also probably comes into fact where studying this and that, and then of course you gotta do that. But yeah, no, it's a hundred percent dental. Dental school definitely took up her time, which I mean, it's understandable. Yeah, we're not we're not judging her for you know continuing with her schooling. We're just saying that I don't I don't see why she's champion when you have the likes of Big Swole again, Big Swole charismatic on the mic. She can wrestle her ass off. Why is she not right here? Like, what 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 are we doing? Uh, Red Velvet again. I will continue to put over Red Velvet because to me she is so so good, so good. Uh, Tay Conti. I feel as though she's grown so much since her time in NXT. Yeah. Like, she probably took everything she learned from NXT and applied it the first day she got to AEW, and then and then and then absorbed everything she was receiving in AEW. And then this is now what you have a year and a half later: is you have a star that was built and who had the knowledge prior and who took it in and who's actually now on the right path to growing. Yeah, and she's really, really good. Like I said, she is. She's grown a lot because I, I was not a fan of her in NXT like that. Like I, I just didn't. 
I didn't understand yeah. the hype. But now with her being there, I get it. Anna J has a long way to go, personally, for me. I feel as though well, she's still she lost a year. She lost a year and a half out. Yeah, that is true. But I feel, still think that, you know, again, she's still green. Give her time. I'm tired of seeing Sheeta. I'm over her. I'm, I'm over. Well, you're tired of Sheeta because <laughs> two Sheetas would, so. I'm, I don't care if she wasn't <laughs> with my man. I'm still tired of her. Now, listen, Kenny, if you're listening, Tyson, Tyson, I come to you. Woman to man, man to woman. Tyson, I don't know what you see in that thing um but i need you to get your eyes checked um because baby baby this ain't this ain't it i maybe, promise maybe she's the one who's uh who's lining up his uh his goatee and his his uh, beard for him <sighs> you trying to get me angry today i ain't trying to be angry maybe she's the one giving him that triple h beard oh no <laughs> believe it or not so i got some backstory in regards to that whole thing that they have going on the whole gimmick is just for them to be extremely obnoxious and just just the most obnoxious character that they could think of is the whole gimmick of what they have going on right now so i mean it makes sense it's it's working it it is definitely working um but i don't know if you saw last week i did give a little Hint of the storytelling in regards to the elite and Kenny and with Adam Cole being there. If you watch that for well, it was an eight man tag with the elite versus the dark order. Um, Do not watch that yet. Yeah. That's on one of those episodes. Well, I will definitely say, and it's not a, a spoiler, but um, Adam Cole puts them in that. Uh, I cannot think of that hold that he puts uh, people in. It's kind of similar to the hold Rusev used to do. If it's not the same, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, oh, and then they do like a super kick with it. Yeah, but now instead of super kick, now they kiss Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I, they I, went I, to go I, do I either that. I saw something online with that, or I saw him do that to somebody else prior. But yeah, so they it. went to go do that, and Kenny was just looking, and he's like, uh, like basically have this look on his face as if like he's left out. This is about the second week in a row that it's happened where he's given Adam Cole like this weird look. And again, long-term storytelling. These are the things yeah. that are, is missing in wrestling, but we're not going to get that in AEW from anybody. You will get that from the elite from Kenny, because that's something that I can honestly say is why he's definitely my favorite wrestler is something that he prides himself on is storytelling. It may not seem like he's telling a story, but it feels like everything he does isn't for right now it's for later it's a, a build-up yeah. um prime example of that is when him and coda faced the young bucks back in la uh yeah. for that new japan uh pay-per-view i forgot the name of it um, oh yeah um I, for, I cannot think of the name and i almost had it but then i forgot yeah. it um but they faced each other there the and that was a long-term yeah, no, storytelling because that took months we're talking about coda came back uh and Kenny at first didn't help. Then he came out, he helped. Then Cody came out and helped Kenny because Cody was trying to take over. It Again, yeah. months long. The storytelling that wrestling has been missing. Yes. And I feel like we still are missing that. There are some good storytelling going on, but I feel as though certain there's, companies... Yeah, there's, like good story, there's good storytelling in, all, in a lot of companies. It's just very minimal or it's in certain areas with certain people. Yeah. Yeah, with certain and, people. Yeah. 
it should used to have be- storytelling, uh-huh. especially like you could you could talk about the the past with WWE. You had storytelling. You were devoted to seeing the women's match because of the storytelling with Trish and and, and Lita. And then the next the next segment or the next series you wanted to watch because then it was going to be leading up into Edge and Christian and the Hardys having some kind of feud. And then you wanted to stay till the you wanted to stay up till the end of the night because it was going to be something involving the Undertaker or something with Mankind or something with The Rock. It was you were devoted to the story, so you kept interested in every segment. Now there's only one or two segments on these shows that people are devoted to. And then once that segment comes, whether it's the beginning, middle or end of the show, everyone pretty much checks out afterward. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. Not a lie. I do have to say one thing. Daniel Bryan's resurgence in AEW is probably my favorite thing right now, aside from the bloodline. I will say Daniel Bryan's resurgence a million percent. First of all, any song I can twerk to now, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. And that song, because it one, I love it because it's like that original. Dun, 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 it's like, I'm like, okay, babe's pumping out. Like, it just, it comes out of nowhere, but I feel like it tells about who Daniel is as a person. Um, I am a little upset. So, Daniel Bryan, if you're listening, I know it's not you that make these prices, but why does it cost $400 to meet you at the big event next week? Ooh. Wow. $400 Ooh, wow. for a photo. Ooh. That's not even a combo package. Combo package mm. is 500 Excuse me? for a photo. 500 for a photo and an autograph. One. Just one. Because I was like, mm. oh, you know, I'm going to go see Kenny. I can definitely go and meet Daniel Bryan. He's going to be there, too. And if so, you know, I'll fly my husband up because he, he doesn't like wrestling. But Daniel Bryan, he Ooh. loves Daniel Bryan. I don't know. He Like he said, he don't know what it is. It's just something about Daniel Bryan and Otis. The old Otis, not this new Otis, but old Otis <laughs> that he absolutely loves. So I said, okay, you know, me being a great wife, I might go surprise my husband, you know, a little anniversary gift. When it said $500, baby, I love you. <laughs> but not for one photo. One photo and one autograph? Absolutely not. Oh, and if you want a combo photo of Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega, that's $800. So you're not even getting a discount for getting a combo? Uh, listen. <laughs> listen. You, you Usually combos come with discounts. Like when you're going to Mickey D's, like you got a burger and fries. Oh, you want a soda? It's only 10 cents extra when you get the combo. But hey, they're not even throwing a combo. They're, they're calling it a combo, but it's not. It, there's no discount. It's just like buying two separate. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah no <laughs> and now everyone else that is like they're they're way cheaper because i was trying to look up prices to see okay are these prices insane or you know what what are these prices like but i'm gonna give you um this is how this is so if you want Kenny omega and don Callis just for a photo op that's 149 dollars right which is not bad. If you want a Bret Hart um, combo, it's a hundred dollars. 
So then now, oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the Daniel Bryan photo uh, big event platinum VIP. So uh, that now, is so, so now platinum VIP big event for Daniel Bryan Danielson is the one thousand dollars. <laughs> this includes six autographs, one photo op, one AEW belt, and one AEW turnbuckle for a thousand dollars. I mean, wow. you could also have a sixth of a Bray Wyatt fiend belt at that price. L- listen, have like the back patch. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I personally, I'm not. I just want, like I said, this is my yearly Kenny photo. So when I see him next week uh, during the big event, I will definitely try to cut a little snippet for the pod. <clears throat> Get us a little plug in there. Um, but the fact that this thing is $1,000 is crazy. But if you want to meet Paul White, formerly known as The Big Show, his combo package is $150 and his VIP is $300. What a one, <laughs> Kenny Omega. Who Matt? Know who he is? Um, looks like he's a UFC fighter. Maybe Marco knows who he is. Um, but his VIP package is only a hundred dollars for three autographs, one photo, and one pair of UFC gloves. Who's your, who's that? I missed the name. It broke. Matt uh, Hughes. Oh yeah, he's a yeah, he's a UFC legend. But I mean, I don't know why. A hundred dollars? Would he be worth a hundred dollars? Um, probably yeah. The most UFC fans, especially oh. now, because he actually um, he actually got hit by a train <gasps> a couple of years ago. Oh my god! Yeah, somebody somebody was stuck on the tracks, and he uh got them off the tracks and got hit instead. Wow! Whoa. Yeah, he was he's like a real life superhero. So he um, yeah, he was. He had a really obviously not good time getting hit by a train. Um, really horrible recovery. And when the he, he they walked him out for an event uh, a couple of years ago, and I mean you could tell he was just he looked like he got hit by a train. Like he was walking, but it was very, very gingerly and delicately and slow. And even like when he was like you could see like his movements and his actions were very delayed and very reserved. And then something came out. Something came out with. A domestic thing with his wife so that was about a year and a half ago i think so oh I, I don't goodness. know whatever i don't know whatever turned up about that but then like you got to think about too like this guy got hit by a train like you wonder what happened and what's going on with the wife that it caused this or what actually happened so there's i mean there's a lot of things but he's just he's he's one of the, the biggest he's one of the big names like when you look at you know, the ufc like it's him it's randy couture it's uh, They're like the pioneers for this for the sport for the UFC at least. Maybe not. I mean, the big parts of the sport too, but for the UFC especially. Okay. I, I was thinking more like the John Jones, the Diaz's, the uh, you know honors. You know. Yeah, he was prior. He fought. He fought like with like GSP. And GSP oh, okay. was in his prime and stuff, and like yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, yeah, so basically I'm going to have to spend like um, $300 at this big event <laughs> next week. Oh, and if you buy a uh, ticket to the big event, like, I, first of all, I don't even know why I'm uh, 
giving them all this promo, but let's let's give them the promo. Um, the event right. admission gives you a free autograph from Christy. All right, cool. So, uh, if y'all want to go, it's in New York. Um, so you can buy a ticket. The, en- the entry fee is $35 to enter. And then, of course, you pay for autographs, photos, you know. However, I'm just still like, this is $1,000, but Bret Hart doesn't even cost it. How is Bret right. Hart's full VIP package 200 but Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. is 1000 Well, right. you don't get a belt. You don't get a... AEW belt with Brett. You don't get an AEW turnbuckle. You don't get an AEW uh, whatever the third thing was that you said. But then if that's the case, listen, just, I don't know. I don't know. Me personally, I I know who I'm there for. I'm there for one person. One person only. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I gotta get my yearly photo. I already started my little uh, my wall with all of my photos with him already. My wall to be full um and i just have to facetime my kids so that way he could see the baby he named uh because he saw her when Aww. she was first born and he still was like oh look he was telling that nick look at my baby <laughs> and they were like wait a minute, <laughs> baby he's like i named her they were like oh <laughs> they were like your baby hold on <laughs> Did we miss something? No, no, people. No, no, I, I did not have Kenny Omega's baby. Don't spread that rumor. Thanks. Um, but, but yeah, the big event is going on. It is next week. Just to let you know, um, there are going to be other people there. Lou Holtz is going to be there. AJ Lee is going to be there. Malachi oh, okay. Black is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a little. <laughs> I'm a little hype. Uh, Jody Sweeten from Full House is going to be wow. there. Uh, let's see. Years. Let's see who else is going to be there. Uh, the singer Tiffany is going to be there. Asi Omenyora from the New York Giants is going to be there. Uh, Andre Johnson, uh, Jesse Armstead, Quentin Portis. Hakeem Nix, Mario Manningham, Joe Morris is going to be there. Um, yeah, so there's it is a big event. When it says big event, they truly meant it is a big event. Yeah. So um, I'm excited. So uh, if you're in New York next weekend, uh, <laughs> I will be there. What day? I'm not telling you because I don't need no stalkers, but... If you're there, <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> and if you see me or you hear me or you are going and you're like, hey, who's that girl taking up all that time with Kenny Omega? It's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to get my uh, my combo and I have not seen this man in a year. So we have a lot to talk about and I have to curse him out about the AEW Women's Division for everybody. So if you see changes, just remember the podcast. And remember, I said it here first. I am going to go and I'm going to try to fight as much as I can for the women's division in AW. But Marco, it is literally time for us to go. We said we were going to try to do an hour and a half. We ended up doubling it. We started at (laughs) 7. It's 10 o'clock. 
So yeah. I think it's a, a good time for us to get out of here. So Marco, since you are our guest right now, was there anything that you would like to plug before you go? Nope. Just thank you for having me. And, uh, it was a great show. Yeah, awesome chat. Awesome oh, chat. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate having you. It's definitely been great. We love the input, love the voice notes. We're glad that we've got to uh, have you here. And Miss mm-hmm. Cashley, as you know, yes. it's the end of the night. You know what that means. It is time for our wrestling hot takes before mm-hmm. we go. So, Miss Cashley, yeah. what is this week's hot take? Uh, this week's hot take, um, wrestling is hitting a dead end. Ooh. Okay. That's, that's a bit of a hot take. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got a hot take that I, I (laughs) I don't want to start a riot, but if I got to start a riot again, I will. (laughs) I'm gonna try try not to. Um, but this week, my hot take is that the tribal chief by the end of this year is going to be dethroned. Mm. By He's gonna the be the what? Mm-hmm. He's gonna be dethroned, meaning someone else is gonna take the title off of him by the end mm. of this year. And if not, by the latest. The latest Royal Rumble. Well, when does he hit mm. off 434 days? Um, that's a great question. I, I, I don't know. Soon. It will, it should be soon. It was uh, it's very soon because I believe at Crown Jewel, like they put it, it was like 409 or something. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's gotta be within like the next month because I think yeah. that's one of the biggest mainstays that he's keeping champion. I mean, they're gonna obviously ride it out for his popularity, but I'm pretty sure that they were they were using that as like the first milestone to see how it goes up until that point. I think he's gonna try to get to uh, 500 past 503 because this yeah 503 yeah oh that would solidify him definitely. Uh, it's like 431 plus days. Okay. All right, so he will reach 505 days. January 17th, 2022, mm. which is right the week before. What did I say? Yes, yeah, Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble. So, mm-hmm. again, my hot take is Royal Rumble, he's going to be dethroned. I who? And then I honestly does don't he, know. <laughs> does he get dethroned and then pull a Becky and insert himself into the Rumble to then win and go to headline mania to get his title back mm, no because maybe i feel as though he's roman reigns and he doesn't have to do that yeah maybe he gets the rock i think i don't think i don't think so i think that when world rumble time comes depending on who's champion i don't see uh i definitely don't see him inserting himself at all Especially now with what's going on with the bloodline and uh, what's going on with the Usos, I don't, I don't see that. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my hot take for for tonight. So it's been great. We love you guys. Yes. Uh, this episode will be out where you can get all of your podcasts at. So 
if you have us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, you can definitely go and you can find us. As always, mm-hmm. until next week, we will be back next Friday. I'm going to try to podcast either when I land in New York or mm-hmm. before I leave on my flight. But we love you guys. And we will see y'all next Peace week. Love y'all. Yep. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>